Welcome back to Travolta, covering Wild Hans, with special guest, Don Elmore. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Jeff. Highway to the... Uh, that's the wrong movie. I'm thinking of... <laughs> yeah. You, oh, my God. You, I already messed it up. You already messed it up, I'm man. thinking Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was tr- I was trying to do Easy Rider, and I just went full Top Gun. Yeah, that was embarrassing. I'm it sorry. Is. You should be ashamed of yourself. Welcome back to Travolting, hey, folks. Hey, folks. <laughs> Welcome to Travolting. Uh, we are greeted here by a very special guest, my dad. That is right, folks. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Stuart's dad here. <laughs> we- Thank you, folks, for listening last week to our episode on Lonely Hearts. Oh, uh, a movie that definitely exists. A movie that everyone has seen. And by everyone, I mean the, like, 20 people who saw it in theaters. Yeah, so this movie was made for a budget of $14 million. Guess how much it made in the U.S.? Just, like, a wild number. Like, you think about Avengers making a billion or average box office in the hundreds of millions. How much do you think this movie made? Just Did, did it cover the budget? This movie made... $180,000. Ouch. <laughs> this movie lost $13 million. Nobody saw this movie. Nobody saw it. I can't picture it when you say Lonely Hearts. I'm like drawing a blank. It, it's a movie where John Travolta like walks up to a crime and he's like, we got to find these guys. And then James Gandolfini is like, well, we thought we had gotten them, but we missed them by 20 minutes. They were five miles away. And then they all look into a cornfield and cry. And then it says five years later and they pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole movie. Have you seen Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks? Mm, no. Uh, public Enemies. Yeah. Similar Public Enemies vibes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat and Mouse, uh, Detective Trying to Catch a Killer, 1940s. Crime right. drama. Yeah. Yes. This week we are not here to talk about lonely We're hearts not here because to talk about lonely because hearts. life is life is too short. Yeah, <laughs> so quite simply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we are here to talk about the 2007 Disney film <laughs> Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Did you know that it was a Disney film? I didn't realize it was a Disney film. <laughs> yeah, so that gives it a whole new spin. <laughs> yes, this is technically a Disney movie. Yes. It's directed by Walt Becker. Yes. Um, which in a few episodes, we're going to cover another Walt Becker movie. Old Dogs. Called Old Dogs. And dad, you may not re- realize this, but I didn't realize we have actually seen Old Dogs. It's, we have? I think we have. Wow. It's Robin Williams and John Travolta. Robin Williams ends up having two kids who he's never known. And he has to like take care of them while his the mother of his children's in jail. And John Travolta is like the cool uncle. <laughs> I don't remember it's, it. Yeah, I, I didn't remember it either until I watched it. I'm like, oh my god, we have seen this movie. <laughs> it's like there's the thing that a bit reminded me about it was like the Fremont tattoo on his chest. That one reminded me of it. So, so but yeah, Walt Becker covers old dogs. Sister, before we jump into the context corner, before yeah, before we jump into the context corner, sure. There's a reason we're covering this movie with your dad. Yeah, I would lo- I would love to you guys to dive into it. Okay, so dad, we watched this movie, especially when I was a kid. Uh, this was like probably one of our like childhood movies, and I yep. And I, I think this is the perfect dad movie. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And so we're covering this today because like, well, first off, you owned a motorcycle. A couple of oh, them. You did. A couple yeah. of them. Yeah. Stuart didn't mention that. Um, I don't know what time period you owned th- these motorcycles, but probably closer in the time period of like Tim Allen and John Travolta. 
their age range maybe I bought the last one in 2007, coincidentally. Coincidentally, oh. right when this movie came <laughs> out. Was this was this a, a purchase spurred by uh, spontaneously seeing this movie and being like, I know where I'm going next? It might have been. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember that far back. But yeah, I, that's when I bought it. Yeah. yeah. But this is like just one of those, uh, those few movies where when I knew we were covering a John Travolta podcast... And I saw this movie, Wild Hogs. I immediately saw it. I'm like, we got to get my dad on this. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I knew. I remembered watching this a couple of times with you, Mom, and my brother, Matthew, as a kid. So, yeah. That's why we booked this, like, way back in advance in January. I remember. You remember. Like, way, like it was a year in the making, folks. <laughs> yes. And we were finally realizing that today. So. Well, when you were talking about doing this. Uh, and you mentioned something to me. I was trying, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, what movie? What movie? And then you said Wild Hogs. I'm like, oh, yeah, Wild Hogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah, that's why, that's why we're bringing uh, the dad of dads <laughs> <laughs> and to cover a, a biker dad, mind you. Yes. <laughs> a biker dad who drives a semi. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it couldn't be more perfect. It couldn't be more perfect, I feel like. Um, real quick, which of the four do you identify with the most? Uh, that is a great question. It's kind of weird because I just reviewed the film recently, but uh, I keep only name that keeps. If you ask me a name, I think Doug, Tim mm. Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen. Yeah, of mm. course. Yeah, America's Dad in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was right around the time of Home Improvement, so he's coming off of like he's coming off of like his big dad era into it, even more. It's after stuff. Santa Claus too. It's after Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, which he was great, and Toy Story, a role he is reprising in a TV show. He uh, is reprising the Santa Claus role. As we record this, it has just it has just been announced. I think yesterday that Tim Allen will be returning as Santa Claus in a Disney Plus original series. Uh, To the listener at home, this is a time capsule. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you when Tim Allen was announced to be returning as Santa? I'll remember this. It's like it's like one of those big moments where it's like Harrison Ford's coming back as Han Solo, or I'm trying to think of another like Rock Stallone's coming back as Rocky. Tim Allen will be returning at <laughs> Santa Claus next year. Yep. Wow. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, Jeff. Yes. You want to carry us into the context corner? Yeah, let's, let's shimmy on over to that context corner. Everyone's favorite corner. It's my favorite for sure. Uh, yeah, it's definitely my favorite. So, this movie's coming at a, a weird point for Travolta because he's on a downward spiral, as we've covered. Yeah. Getting near the point where he kind of fully falls off the A-list. We have officially abandoned the like the rebound movies. Yeah. So, uh, Dad, I think we'll fill in some context with you, uh, particularly because um, so with the arc of Travolta's career from the very beginning of Devil's Reign to now, like Travolta's had so many ups and downs, and the time period we're in right now is sort of that Battlefield Earth was the start of it, that horrendous two thousands mega flop, but it wasn't like the for sure end of it. It was just the start of that downward spiral. And in between, I wouldn't say Battlefield Earth and probably Lonely Hearts, you'd say? Probably Lonely Hearts were rebound movies, meaning movies that he had already done before, but we're going to do it again because they worked last time, a.k.a. um, like a sequel to Get Shorty called Be Cool with Uma Thurman, his co-star in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, a rebound, choice. a rebound yeah, movie. Absolutely. Right, he's just trying to do what worked yeah. last time, and none of it's working this time. On paper, it sounds like a good idea, and I feel like since Lonely Hearts, and now even here with Wild Hogs, yeah. we're kind of out of that era. He's, he's just trying something new now. Yeah. So what's this try? 
What would well, you classify this as? Aside from the fact that he's trying to like play a character he hasn't really played before, he's like just settling into a dad mode, which is you know a lot of actors try and push off playing like dad roles as long as they can because they want to always be seen as like you know the leading man, etc. Yeah. Um, but where this is coming from in his career is in a move I can only describe as like the equivalent of buying like a lesser product because it's on sale. Disney decides to go all in on Travolta in 2007. Yeah. This is, they sign him for a deal. Travolta uh, does three movies at Disney in this like three year period. Hairspray wasn't Disney. He, he's Disney. not. It's but not. he does this. He does Old Bolt. Dog. Bolt and then Old Dogs. Right. Bolt and then Old Dogs. And they have him contracted for two more, which don't happen because Old Dogs flops. Yeah. But right at this period in time, Disney's going all in on John Travolta for some reason. I don't know why. Like I said, it's probably just that he was affordable at the time. They're like, we can sign this guy for a few movies. He'll make us a few bucks. Doesn't work out for them. Doesn't work out for him. Uh, his career collapses shortly thereafter. But a valiant effort gives us three more movies to talk about. Yeah. So he just signs this this deal with Disney. Yeah. Um, one of the first projects they want to put him into is this spec script, um, Old Wild Hogs. Yeah. Because they want to get into biker culture. The mid-2000s kind of has a slight resurgence in like modern biker culture. Kind of hitting the mainstream, like American, Harley Davidson restaurants, yeah, Harley Davidson restaurants, Hard Rock Amer- cafes, American Chopper. Yeah, it was called American Chopper, right? That was the yeah. name of the show. Okay, yeah. um, because right. that guy's in this movie, Peter. Uh, no, not not uh, the. Which, I forget which guy? his name, but which, he, the American know? Chopper guy. I cannot think of his name, but I can visualize the scene where they're at the Paul Tootle Senior. Yep. Right. Yeah. And Paul Tootle Junior is also in it, um, but he pops up in this movie. So there's this kind of mainstream biker aesthetic that's returning and Disney decides they want to cash in on it. Yeah. And so this movie kind of, it gets pipelined. Uh, they pick a director to do it. Walt Becker, who prior to this had only done Van Wilder, mm. um, which I don't know if that was a success. It, it made, it made decent money, but it was a, um, a national lampoon picture. Uh, so he's kind of in this range of doing adult comedies. Yeah. Um, so he seems like a reasonable choice that they can probably get for cheap for this movie that they're not sure one way or the other if it's going to work or not. Yeah. But they're going to play around with it. This this made me, this movie, rewatching this, I mean, it is a family comedy, I know, because like we watched this as a family when we were young. But watching it now today, it's like, it's interesting to call this a family comedy. Yeah, it, there's a, it's not necessarily... Because Disney released it under their Touchstone label, which is where they put all of their adult pictures. Yeah. Like Pulp Fiction was a Touchstone movie. Yeah. Pulp Fiction's a Disney movie. Wow. Um, No way. They would just, Touchstone was just like their label where they would put anything that was like, we're not sure if this is Disney enough. Right. They would just put it there. And it would still, at the end of the credits, it still says Walt Disney Motion Pictures. But to the mom at home who's just trying to find a movie to take her kids to so they'll be quiet for two hours. They don't see Disney over wild dogs and be like, this is great, and then take their kids to see like a two-hour biker movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which would be very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, like, this is also kind of, I mean, this was not a initially thought of adult comedy turned family comedy. Because mm-hmm. we covered those before. Yes. Be Cool particularly was like that. Yeah, and that that will it will happen to Walt Becker with his next movie, Old Dogs, yeah. which is filmed as an R-rated comedy. Yeah. And then in post-production turned into a PG family comedy. Yeah. Which is why the movie is so strange. Yeah, it's a very And it weird completely one. torpedoes Becker's career and he ends up just making family comedies for the rest of his life. So far. Sad. Yeah. 
because they're like, oh, he made a family comedy. Now he can do Alvin and the Chipmunks, and then uh, he has not reco- <laughs> he has not recovered since. But this movie, they they planted their flag as a family comedy movie, yes, through and through, um, and big part because of Tim Allen, who yeah. was very involved in the production of this movie, um, because he was he's he's a car guy. If you ever listen to Tim Allen comedy, he's a he's a car guy. He's a motorcycle guy. He likes automotive automobiles. I just yeah. said automotives. Forget me. <laughs> he loves automobiles. Yeah. And so he kind of gets this pitch. He's coming off of his home improvement run. Last Man Standing is kind of. I think it's close to getting started. Is it getting started or finishing? No. Uh, home improvement is finishing, but Last Man Standing is just starting. Last Man Standing. His current show. I think that was later. Was it later? I think it was, last man's name was 2012 era. A few years after. Okay, this, so I he's think. he's getting he's still a few years. This off from that I think Wild Hogs was an in between moment yeah. for him because he is out of Santa Claus. He's out of the early Toy Stories because yeah. two it's, Toy Story three isn't until three years later. Yeah, they did Toy Story one in ninety five, two in ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then they have the Santa Claus movies, um, Home Improvement. Yeah. So this is like one of his like in between career mm. moves before Toy Story comes back. I think he does another like Last Man Standing yeah. and a couple of other stuff. Tim Allen is a, is such an interesting career case because yeah. he well he just kind of becomes um like a big celebrity in the 2000s. Yeah. In his like mid to late 40s. Mostly like he was big prior to that as a comedian and for his television work. But he doesn't really become like an American icon until the 2000s. Like kids know who Tim Allen is. Like everyone loves Tim Allen at this point. So, and it's a strange place for him to be uh, off of just like essentially doing dad projects. So speaking of dad, dad. Yes. Son. Speak, speak to your experiences on Tim Allen. I mean, like, because you probably seen the full growth of his arc from where he started with comedy TV and then going to movies. What was that like? Well, I mean, I think I saw him on some late night, you know, I didn't see him perform live or anything, but I knew he was well recognized as a stand-up comedian and was supposed to be, was really good. Yeah. And then I watched a few episodes of Home Improvements, but you know, my nighttime television viewing has been, especially since, yeah, especially since 2006 or seven, because I worked so much. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he, uh, he's just easy to like. I mean, he, Mm. he is funny. Uh, even sitcoms are not my thing, but if you turned on and Home Home Improvement was on, you just couldn't seem to stop watching yeah. it because of the interaction with him and his sidekick, and then the neighbor. I mean, mm-hmm. he was really good. But and like Santa Claus, and when you say Toy Story, I mean I've listened to Tim Allen talk and all those toy story movies thank you son yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but i loved them they were great movies i yeah. mean they really were and but to find him in wild hogs was kind of was good i really i really liked it yeah it just seems like tim allen has like a warm presence on yeah. screen yeah like almost like i mean what was interesting about tim allen is like there was a moment in the early 2000s and maybe even the 90s where he was like neck and neck for the title of father of america with tom hanks yeah like it was neck and neck between the two i would say and they're two different types of dads very much yeah very much i mean so. neither of them are my actual father but i feel like in a sense they 
like they're my Tim Allen's the guy that father. builds you a treehouse and teaches you how to you know well play catch in the backyard. Yeah. Tom Hanks is the one who like you know drives you to your first date and like teaches you how to ride a bike. <laughs> that's that's the difference between the two of yeah. them. Like Tom Tom Hanks has like the gentle approach, I'm like all right, you're you're gonna ride this bike, Just keep pedaling, nurturing. Right. Whereas Tim Allen's like. You know, I'm going to build this guy like a tree house. And we're going to play catch and turn him into a sports star yeah. kiddo. Like that's the Tim Allen, the dad. best friend dad kind of yeah. guy. Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the cool dad. He is mm -hmm. the cool dad. Um, I don't think he probably holds that title anymore now, but you know, but he did at one point. Yeah. He had his, he had his moment in the sun and that very much leads to this movie. Yes. Cause this, this movie only gets made off of where all these actors are at their specific point in time. So, Jeff, we've talked about half of the cast here. Yes. Shall we well, fill, fill in who else is in this movie? <laughs> who else is in this movie? Well, we have Martin Lawrence. <laughs> we do have Martin Lawrence. <laughs> and, and that is so crazy because, I mean, he was in the business movies with um, the cop movies. Bad, Bad Boys. Boys. Were those before? Or I think so. In, Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 are both before this. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he, he still kind of plays that guy, but you know, sissified or he, he wimps out. Where he, is, my question is, where is Big Mama's house? In this <laughs> Where's this equation? Where's this equation with Big Mama's house? <laughs> I need to know. Well, the, Can't the say thing, I've seen that movie. The thing that's kind of strange for me is like all these guys are like upper 40s, early 50s when they're in this movie. Yeah. Martin Lawrence is like 36 when they make this movie. <laughs> oh, he is? Really? He, oh, yeah. He's fairly young because he's only 56 now, and this movie was filmed roughly 15, uh, 14, like 15, yeah. 16 years ago. Yeah. So he's in his like late 30s when they make this movie. <laughs> he seems significantly younger than the rest of them. And I mean, I think that came across, now that yeah. you say that, I think it, mm -hmm. he that came across in the movie, even though his... His wife in the movie yeah. was she fit right in. I yeah, mean, she seemed older, like Doug's wife or mm -hmm. Tim Allen's wife. Yeah, and I guess it kind of fits in with where his character's at, still trying to like yeah form his own company. Yeah, and he's still kind of working in the early stages of fatherhood and marriage because mm -hmm. he's still working out <laughs> boundaries with but, his but, wife. But Stuart and I, you and I, about two years ago at this point, had a little movie marathon. We did. We watched uh, all the Bad Boys movies. We watched because all the Bad Boys movies. nothing else to Will do. Will Smith, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would firmly say Martin Lawrence in this movie is playing the exact same character he plays yep. in Bad Boys 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy who is tired of hearing his wife and just enjoys sitting in a chair <laughs> and is dragged against his will into continuous adventures. Yeah, basically that's what this movie yeah. is for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Martin Lawrence is definitely, he has some treats in this movie. He's definitely not like a lead or a co-lead or, I mean, he's not even that much of a supporting alongside William H. Macy. Like he's sort of in, I would say he's in fourth place of the four, which mm -hmm. sounds kind of bad to say it, but he really no. is kind of in fourth place. Yep. I feel like it goes like Tim Allen is the lead. And that's a good question. Who is top build? It's Tim Allen. It's right? Tim Allen. Yeah. It's, but it's Tim Allen, um, John Travolta, then probably William H. Macy, then... Martin Lawrence. Yeah. But this this is a big moment to say that Travolta is not top billed in this movie. I didn't notice that, actually. Yeah. This is in, in all of his, like, most even when it's been an ensemble picture, he's almost always been top billed. Yeah. Even the Punisher. He's not the Punisher, but he gets top billing. Yeah. So. It's interesting. We're in a shaky spot. Tim it's, Allen's bigger, bigger, uh, bigger fish. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a bigger fish at this point. And, mm. but then we got to talk about 
the crowning jewel, the secret sauce of this movie, the fourth member of the Wild Hogs, and probably the most valuable, Dudley, played by William H. Macy. One of America's treasures. Now, Dad, William H. Macy is a national icon. He is. For both today and the early 2000s. Right. Just talk to us a little bit about your relationship with William H. Macy in cinema. Well, I was trying to think about that. I think this is a... I know he was in Fargo, right? Yes. And that was... 96 yeah but i never really i mean i think i've seen it but it just didn't i didn't remember it yeah. this is what i remember him for up to uh shameless shameless yeah so like william h macy to me um has always been like the background supporting lead mm. right where he's always he's never i've never really seen him take like the helm of something by himself like besides like which i mean fargo is mostly like francis mcdormand yeah. right he's a utility player you plug him in where you need him and he's always gonna yeah do great with yeah. what you're giving him and he fills that in very well with this movie he he's also that but he provides a little extra secret sauce with with his with his appearance in this movie, I feel like, because you see, <laughs> if the, is the secret sauce his ass? <laughs> 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 because you, we certainly see that. Yes, we do. Uh, I mean, I would say it's like because you know all, especially the other three wild hogs, they have their problems in life. Yeah, like they're all dealing with something individual. Whereas Dudley, it's like if you looked at it from the outsider perspective, sure you could say he's nerdy, he's anti, yeah. he's not sociable. But other than that, what's this guy got to fix about himself? <laughs> what this dude is probably like, I bet you he's like a secret billionaire and he has not yeah, told never any of it. the wild hogs that he's like a secret billionaire. And then like he's he, like, yeah, my jet's coming to pick us on the road. What? What? Your jet? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I think of Dudley. It's like Dudley just like is, he just, he just likes the three guys so much, even yeah. though they kind of treat him a little bit like shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he just like loves having them as friends that like he'll put up with bullshit just to like kind of live amongst the normal people. Well, if you picture the rest of the people he probably associates with in his work, I mean, these guys are pretty cool Mm. compared to to what I picture. Yeah. Yeah. Computer technology. Yeah. I mean, he's well, cause like Travolta is he, he expels that he's like a rich guy that he's wealthy. Like that's like his, his mantra as like the member is like he's the one that's got it made and like Dudley they don't know that Dudley has like right. you know 80 million dollars of stock in Apple yeah. or something like that right. like they and don't he gets know an Apple tattooed on his he arm. gets an Apple like that's what I'm saying I feel like this movie doesn't tell us this but it's evidently clear that Dudley is actually like pretty secret, good secretly a millionaire who has a lot who doesn't have a lot of real problems other than the things that matter the most in life mm-hmm Right. Love. <laughs> Love, right. And he, he sure gets it. Yeah. Sir, <laughs> do you know the the what all these characters are based on? What are they all based on? So the inception of the script for this movie is um I forget the name of the writer. Let me let me bring up the name of the writer of this movie. Yeah. So it's written by Brad Copeland, who uh was a writer of Arrested Development um prior to this. But he was listening to George Carlin comedy and there's a skit carlin did talking about the guys you find at biker bars and he goes through the four different types of guys you find at a biker bar yeah and i haven't listened to the skit but the four characters he describes always saying finding a biker bar are the four guys who are in this movie yeah the wealthy guy who's trying to act cool the dad who just wants to like get away from his family and feel free the guy who's uh running from his wife <laughs> 
and uh, the guy who like clearly is just a nerd and it's just along for the ride. Yeah. And Carlin described those four archetypes you always find at the biker bar or the Harley Davidson store or whatever. Yeah. And Copeland's like, there's an idea for a script. Yeah. Hence Wild, Wild Hogs. Hogs. And that's so, where we get to we are now. So I think, is it about time we hop right into the plot, Jeff? I think it's about time. I mean, that's, that's basically all the context for this movie. Yeah. So, I mean, we start off with a shot of all four of our heroes slowly coming up single file on their motorcycles. We're establishing the hog life. Right. You know, it's, uh, uh, they, uh, I can't, there was a saying about like, you know, uh, I, I can't remember it anymore, but like basically, you know, they're showing like the hog motorcycle life that they have. Ride and then together. afterwards, then they're going to show the real lives that they all actually have. And so it starts off with, uh, I think John Travolta's first, no, we do Tim Allen. It's first. Tim Allen first. We go in billing order. Billing order. So like it's it's Tim Allen on his motorcycle, and then we get John Travolta coming up, and then Martin Lawrence, followed by Dudley mm-hmm. and uh, William H Macy. So they're all like fist bumping each other, doing the cool dad thing, yeah. and then it gets to William H Macy. Dudley he fist bumps Travolta, and then he loses his balance and gets on the media. Yeah. He's like, oh. oh, oh. It's like, oh, it's all right. I got it. I almost lost it. Bam. And he hits like a board and not gets knocked off. Classic comedy. Yes. <laughs> we love Good a lot physical of that. comedy in this A lot movie. of physical comedy. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then we get to the chapters. Mm. We start with Doug. Yeah. Tim. I do want to say of the four guys, I think Travolta is the one who looks the most like a biker. I agree. I think no like. Doubt. I agree. Like it's it's especially just when he pulls his head back in the do rag <laughs> that he just really sells for me. Well, you know, like we're gonna talk about the hair raking eventually, yeah. not right now, but like it's kind of a hard one to do because he just wears a do rag the entire time. <laughs> he does wear a do rag the whole yeah. movie, so you know that's kind of that. Every time he squints in this movie, it gains an extra like half star in my like. <laughs> <laughs> it was even pointed out in the film, right? Yeah, in the bike. You're bar. the biggest poser of them all, aren't you, Squinty? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about when we. I'll just say it now, but a. That scene, that was a Travolta improv in the yeah, moment. Yeah, he improvised it. That they had, there was, he had lines originally, and he's like, what if I just squinted at these guys? And he just said none of his lines, and all the actors just riffed off, riffed off of what he was doing. <laughs> she's no just way. like, I'm just going to wow. squint at him and Is see what deaf? happens. And it's like, yeah, I guess he was when he came in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we start with... Good we, chemistry with Tim Allen and Travolta yeah. in this movie. Good chemistry between these four guys. Yeah. I think that's worth pointing out. Yes. They, they do have good chemistry in the room together. Um, so, you know. There's a reason this movie was a success. Yeah. And it's all based on the chemistry between these four guys. Because that, that's what the movie rolls along with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, the first chapter we get into the real life is Doug. So, Doug is a dentist. Um, well, it starts off in his, like, big home. So, that, by the way, like... They all talk about like John Travolta being wealthy, which I guess in relation he's got mm. a penthouse and like a skyscraper, so he is. But like Doug's got a pretty big house too, you he know. Sure does. He, he's he's living pretty well. This is running off of the uh, the two thousands comedy thing, like every Adam Sandler movie where he's like, oh, I'm just you know a middle class guy who lives in this like massive house with like a trophy that, wife played ex- by Salma Hayek. That's exactly what it is. It's like if if the intention of this movie is to say that Doug is the middle class person yeah. of this group. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, no kidding. It's like you watch any like Disney Channel or Nickelodeon show from the 2000s. It's like here's this casual kid, and he goes to the public school, and like he walks out of this like mansion of a house. It's like three cars in the driveway. That's like, oh, just going off to the office, and he gets like a Maserati. <laughs> it's like, okay, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, Tim Allen, Doug is sitting in the dining table at breakfast and he's got like a fruit in front of him and he shriveled wants to get up big, grapefruit. Yeah, shriveled <laughs> up grapefruit. Pathetic looking grapefruit. That was a great scene. That kid's <laughs> shoveling in bacon and eggs and toast. And he goes to reach for it and he's like, oh, not till you're, uh, what does he say? LDL. LDL below a hundred. Uh, so then, uh, then it cuts to his work at the dentist office and he's like, so where are you going? And he's like, and he's like, he says, we're going on an African safari. He's like, oh, Africa. Well, I haven't been out of Cincinnati in like 17 years or so. Mm, right. It's like, you got to get out. And there's a little physical humor comedy with him slapping his face and getting the sucker out. You know what these call these things? It's like trademark. It's called powerful sucker. <laughs> good yeah, joke. That was, that was a good scene. Good bit. Good bit. I like that this movie was filmed entirely in New Mexico. They did not leave New Mexico to film this movie at all. So everything that's in Cincinnati is filmed in Albuquerque. I love that. Um, which becomes not. slightly apparent yeah. when you look like, you know, you look at a building, you're like, kind of this building you look behind and it's like kind of a desert. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. This is supposed to take place in Cincinnati, Ohio. And it's, yeah, evidently is, is not, mm. but I did not pick up on that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's one of those things that like, it's movie magic. Like you get away with it because the audience isn't looking for it. Yeah. Like only someone who like is looking for, it's going to notice these things. Yeah. So I unfortunately had read the the thing that said this Plus is New Mexico is a big movie yeah. making location, right? They have Very a uh, big film. A lot of great tax incentives in New Mexico right. to film there. Yeah, they did all Breaking Bad, obviously, and I think the Avengers was filmed there. Thor, Thor. I think Thor was done in New Mexico. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, it's set in New Mexico. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't then. <laughs> I always think if it's ever set in a state in the movie, that it's never filmed there. (laughs) General rule of thumb. General rule of thumb. If they ever clearly say the name of the city that they're that the characters are in, assume that they're not filming there. (laughs) It just always seems to be the case. Unless if it's like Chicago or New York Mm. or LA. Then maybe if they say, Oh, we're in LA, then they're Mm. probably actually in LA. I mean, there's a TV show that just finished filming in Chicago that I know people who worked on, and it's set in Detroit. Which one? Uh it's called The Big Leap. I think it's airing right now. Oh, gotcha. I guess I don't have to be cagey. Like, it's airing right now. I know yeah. people worked on The Big Leap, and it's filmed, It's set in Detroit, but they filmed it in Chicago. And I have heard that next season, it might move to another city, and, like, that might be the bit of the show is, like, every season's a new city. Huh. I think they call their shot, film it in Detroit, but set it in Chicago. <laughs> Cheaper. <laughs> exist, in this, exist in this very strange, like, alternate reality where Chicago and Detroit have swapped names and never talk about it. That is my opinion about what they should do. My favorite, though, is when they clearly switch to New York in The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, in The Dark Knight, it's in Chicago. But in The Dark Knight Rises, because of a... Uh, there was, like, a, a, a horrible, like, financial thing involved with shooting in Chicago. Because yeah. they, like, did ma- destroyed some of the roads in Chicago on, like, some of the scenes. And so, like, the city got really mad and, like, fined them so much money. So they said, fuck it. We're just, they just moved to New York. <laughs> and it looks uh, like New York. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very definitely. obvious. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, who's, who's that? Who, what chapter do they do after this? Is it uh, Bobby? Or? It's Trollton next, right? Oh, I, I guess so. They still do it in the billing order. 
because I thought Travolta was last because they they are. Yeah, I thought Travolta was last. Okay, you're right. Travolta is last. Yeah, because I, I have in my notes here it goes Allen, Lawrence, um, Macy, Travolta. Yeah. So it's this Mar- Travolta's one is the more or less the inciting incident that yes Travolta's chapter of life is the inciting incident of it and so we go with Bobby who is in the office he gets a call and it's his wife he's like honey I told you don't don't call me while I'm in the office and it's like and she opens the door it's like well your office happens to be our guest bedroom <laughs> <laughs> right and so he's an unemployed writer. And uh, this it's the classic tell-all tale of, like, man who's controlled by his wife. Mm-hmm. And she's like... The, the classic Martin Lawrence uh, yeah. <laughs> plot device. She wears the pants in the family. And so um, he, uh, he has kids, one little girl, one, like, teenage daughter. And we get a few, like, bits and zingers here and there. But basically... The wife is like, you're going back to work. We made a deal that you'd write for one year and that year for is the up. Firm. For the firm. <laughs> we are left unambiguously. What is the firm? What uh, is the firm, Dad? It's a plumbing company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, like R- Roto-Rooter or something. I mean, they clean drains, right? Yeah. So, and this is where we probably get my favorite bit of the entire movie. <laughs> when he walks into that gas station. <laughs> the clerk. The clerk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was robbed yesterday, but your job was worse. <laughs> I saw my dad shot. <laughs> I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever seen, but then I realized your no, life really is terrible. No, it's, it's, it's I saw my dad shot. I did not cry until today. <laughs> That's right. That's Cause, right. Because the, the Ms. Martin Lawrence has to clean a toilet that. He, uh, apparently has like a tr- trucker has dump, devastated. Dump truck. Trucker has devastated. Yeah, <laughs> that is much truer than you may realize. Oh, I do not deny it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good scene. Good. It was scene. a great scene because uh, he's just totally deflated and yeah. defeated at that moment. His mm-hmm. life is over as he knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, good stuff. So then we are given Dudley. <laughs> wait, 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 Major Macy. Wow. Uh, I have a little fun tidbit about this scene that we're going to talk about, but he's in a coffee shop and he's on his computer and he looks over and he sees a very attractive lady. So he's trying to like impress her with his tech technology, his computer. He's like, Dudley, uh, th- it is uh, 9 a.m. And he's like, thank you. It's like open Internet, please. Command unknown. Open Internet. Then he then oh, Internet open. And then he looks over at the girl. And he says, I think I need to search for alternative specs. Searching alternative sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pulls up. Grannylove.com. Grannylove.com. <laughs> and then all these pop-ups come up. And the fun tidbit is there's one little ad that pops up. And you hear Barnyard Love, which is voiced by... John Travolta. Travolta. Oh, no way. It was? John Barnyard Love. Barnyard Love. It's John Travolta voicing that. (laughs) But, like, it's all these, like, random, like, you know, farmers meet and whatnot. (laughs) It's, like, Granny Love, BarnyardLove.com. There's, like, an old lady going, yeah, come into my bed, sweetie. And it's like, oh, no. (laughs) It would have been devastating for Dudley. No doubt about it. And he spelled... Turns the computer off by pouring by spilling a thing of coffee on it by accident. Yeah, works out in his favor though. Yeah, they're very casual about just destroying like expensive technology. In yeah, this they movie. throw their cell phones and they're just <laughs> cool about it. This is also the thin razor Motorola era yeah. too. Flip phones. Right. We're not at like black. I mean, we do have Blackberries, but not like iPhones. Yeah. So you hear they they uh, cut off service to all Blackberries like last week. No, it was like the end of like there's still phones that have Blackberry label on them, but they're just Androids. 
but like the actual BlackBerry operating system was shut down last week. Wow. It was the end of an era. This guy, this fucking guy. He knows it all, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, it he was, does. It's, it's, it was just like, I was like, wow. Because I remember when BlackBerry's were the thing for like yeah, three years. Don't you remember when Obama was elected? It was all about yeah, It was big news that he had a BlackBerry. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> they were all worried about what state secrets would be revealed <laughs> on his BlackBerry. It was yeah. like the two-year period of realized, was like the iPhone was like kind of coming up, but the BlackBerry was like, everyone like, but nobody iPhone, was really sure. My about phone. It. Nobody was right. really sure about it. It's like there are no buttons. What? <laughs> Makes no sense. There's <laughs> only one. Touch it with my fingers. <laughs> Insanity. Do you remember when the iPad was revealed? Oh my god. Everyone was like, "What? I would just get a computer." <laughs> and it's like, I have a computer. I have a phone. Why do I need an iPad? And then it's like it's the biggest selling piece of technology or something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember some. I can't remember who the late night show was, but they did a whole five minute routine on how dumb the idea of the iPhone of the iPad was. And now it's like yeah. I see it more used for like work purposes. Yeah. It's very much a work utility mm-hmm. uh, tech, piece of technology rather than like casual yeah. uh, piece of technology. I mean, I for one walk around with my iPad just for phone conversations, <laughs> just right. <laughs> right up against uh, my uh, side of my head. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or you know, you're just playing Minecraft on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know me, always craft in the mines. Yeah, yeah. This is why we need a sequel to uh, Wild Hawks to see what d- technology Dudley is using today. <laughs> you think he'd go down the Android route or the iPhone route? Uh, you know, obviously the plot of Wild Hogs 2 is they have to rescue Dudley because uh, he's now like a trillionaire, <laughs> but he's under like investigation for accidentally embezzling state secrets or some craziness. <laughs> From his hideaway in Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> from Maggie's diner. It's all a front. Yeah, it's all a front for his schemes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so then we get uh, Woody. Yes. Travolta. Woody Stevens. Woody which Stevens. Which is quite a name. Very. I I talked to Stuart about this, but Don, I went, I am convinced the only reason he's named Woody in this movie is just so they can have Tim Allen constantly say Woody. Woody. Like that's like there's no other reason they would have named Travolta Woody in this movie except for the with Tim Allen as his like co-star unless the in clear intent was Tim Allen to keep saying Woody, Woody, Woody. Yeah. Do you think they tried to get Tom Hanks in this movie or do you think that was never even a conversation? I, I, I don't I don't instead of <gasps> Travolta. I oh. mean that would have there it's strange that they never did that. Yeah. Like the 2000s was like the prime time for them just like you've seen this star you've seen this star watch them together in this movie like i am very surprised they didn't try and get tim allen and tom hanks in a movie together live action live action role yeah like that just seems like money in the bank yeah for like disney to be like you've seen them animated now see them together and i don't know turner and hooch too or something (laughs) i don't know I think one of them was a dog, so that might not okay. have worked. Okay, here's the pitch. Here's the, all right, I'm laying it out right now. Turner, and, here's the pitch. Forget about the Disney Plus Turner and Hooch TV show. Here's the pitch. Turner and Hooch 2, Tom Hanks. He's paired up with a new canine partner. It's the Shaggy Dog. Voiced by? Tim Allen. And halfway through the movie, he morphs back into Tim Allen. There's That's the pitch. Great. That's the pitch. That's the movie. Let me get my check. Money in the bank. <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen The Shaggy Dog? No. Did you see? Okay. 
no, I've not seen this. Prime one. Tim Allen. Uh, it was ro- it was very funny. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback <laughs> from his uh, his heroin addiction. <laughs> Which, wow. Like he he like he's off the radar for like three years. He comes back and does kiss kiss bang bang and the shaggy dog and that's his comeback. You know, speaking of heroin addiction, we never talked about Tim Allen's cocaine smuggling thing. <laughs> we never did talk about his days as a cocaine no, smuggler. We did not. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's just great. Yeah. It's a piece like, of information. The mugshot is just great. Yeah. Uh, oh, the mugshot. Because he has like that seventies stash. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one it is one of those very impressive comeback stories. Like akin to like a Robert Downey Jr. or something like that, where he he was busted for smuggling cocaine. Um, he got out of it by like cooperating with the feds, which seems like it would have like kind of just been the end of it for him. Yeah, but he did a big like Mia culpa. Yeah, apologized. He did the right. Yeah, he did the whole. Com- he did the like the comeback tour, the apology right. run. Right. Yeah. Um, and eventually, just kind of slowly work. He slowly built himself back up from the ground. He yeah. didn't try and launch back into it. He went back to bottom, built back up, and it worked for him. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, for a while. Um, I mean, it's still working for him. Last Man Standing is still airing. Oh, that's true. He's still got a show going on. Really popular, my understanding. Yeah. He's making he's making paychecks. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's in a he's not in Lightyear, but he is in a he's been in four Toy Story movies, and he's gonna be in more. Um, no, I think I think they're done with them. You think four was the last? I think they're done with the Toy Story movies. Well, they're gonna always make short films with them. Though. Yeah, I mean they're doing that Lightyear movie. So, you think they're gonna do like a Woody? That would be very funny if they did that. If they just did like a Woody standalone movie, but in the universe where Woody exists, Woody's what was the name of the movie Maybe. in Toy Story two? Woody's Roundhouse. Woody's Roundup. Woody's Roundup. Yeah, Woody's Roundup. What if they did a Woody? Look at this guy. He doesn't. He can't remember the name. <laughs> you believe this? I, I actually can. <laughs> you you raised this this yeah. guy. He can't even remember right. Woody's Roundup. Oh my Monster. god. Disappointment. So anyway, back to <laughs> no, Wild not about, Hogs. What about Lightyear? <laughs> back to uh, Wild Hogs. Uh, so then we are given an introduction into Travolta, Woody. Woody Stevens. And the first thing we get to is he's in a lawyer's office. He right. says, "You're broke." Yeah. <laughs> That was a pretty good bit. So yeah. what are you trying to say? I mean, what's this all boiled down to? You're broke. You have no money. <laughs> you have no money. Well, when you say no money. I mean, you, you are broke. You are not going broke. You are broke. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he has no money. And he's like, well, maybe the supermodel. And he's like, you're getting a divorce to the supermodel. <laughs> uh, and so then, yeah, Woody's life is in shambles. And then he cut to back to his penthouse and he's on the phone with somebody. And he's like, he's yelling. He's like, uh, what was his name? Teddy, don't F me. Teddy. And it's like, don't you screw me over on this, Teddy. No, it's not about money. Don't insult me. Don't it. <gasps> and then he walks outside. It's like, well, fine, Teddy, go home. Cut to a little 10 year old kid with a rake. <laughs> he leaves, <laughs> which I thought was a good bit. Like, You're not, you didn't tell me it was this much. It's like, I can't rake said, all this leaves in for 10 bucks. He said, your flyer said $10 any lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it'll take hours he's like well bye daddy just go home he was wound a little tight at that point in time wasn't he travolta yeah yeah i feel like this is at the point in time where his performance has kind of narrowed down to two arch- archetypes mm-hmm. you know it's either like the cool suave uncle or like a really freaked out dad yeah which is kind of like the combination he has two modes at this point angry or chill yeah basically mm-hmm. i mean i feel like uh um like in Lonely Hearts, he's just yeah. playing depressed cop the yeah. entire time. It's just one mode. Mm. So, yeah. He's settling an- into ruts and rhythms, which is a bad place for him to be. 
Yeah. Because I think we talked about that. He's only really good when there's a director trying to mold him into a character. Yeah. Instead of him just coming and being like, all right, I'm playing a cop. And he does cop. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's not a great performance. No, no. Uh, so then we, um, after we get the chapter into all of their lives, we get back with Doug, who's back at his home and he's like, Hey kiddo, you want to play some basketball sometime? And he's like, nah, I'm fine. He's playing video games. The classic early 2000s story of a kid ignoring his dad playing video games, which you know all too well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there was going to be any crying. Hey, come on. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. No, no, you weren't. I wasn't that bad. Uh, but then he's like, nah, I'm good. And then uh, uh, Doug's wife gets a call. And he's like, hey, like uh, Connor's dad was going to play catch or something. Oh, yeah, sweet. And Tim Allen, rightfully so, is like, I just asked if you want to play catch like a moment ago. And he's like, yeah, but Connor's dad's cool. cool. <laughs> he can totally dunk, dad. He can totally <laughs> dunk, dad. He's like, well, the hoop's like, what, eight feet tall? Anybody can dunk on that. He's like, well, see ya. That's it. No yeah. other conversation. The kid's clearly just like, well, fuck off, dad. And then just <laughs> yeah. Sa- saunters out. And then the yeah. wife comes to console him. He's like, I'm not so the boy, sorry. but, you know, oh, I didn't realize you'd just ask him. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. It's like, what do I got to do to impress my own son? And then he opens the closet. And what does he see? The wild hog jacket. Right. Yeah. The wife in this. But where was the dinner scene in this? After that, where they talk about the trip? No, no, where he starts drinking gravy after and, this. Okay, it's after this. Okay, yeah. What are you looking up? Uh, I was trying. I was just looking up who played the wife in this. Movie. I thought it was someone who wasn't. I thought it was Linda Fiorentino, but it's it's Jill Hennessy. Gotcha. Not Aunt May from Spider Man. No, no Mar- Mar- later. That she's yeah. later in the movie. Yeah, 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 she's later in the movie. Um, totally hot wife though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like Tim Tim Allen's got it made pretty well. Mm. So uh, then they go to this uh, biker bar, and the first thing is we see is uh, this waiter guy. What's his name? He's like, wild hogs aren't welcome here. Yeah, we were talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's the guy from American Chopper. Yeah. Right. Paul, whatever his name is. He's like, hey, Paul Toodle. He's like, hey, Paul. Hey, guys. Nice to see you. Dress <laughs> <laughs> up some menus and... um. Yeah, and they're him and Woody have that little, hey, we got to get together about this whatever investment yeah, the, offshore deal, and yeah, maybe yeah. we could do a spa day. That was fun. A last spa time. day, and he's like, a spa day. What? This is probably the start of many, many, many gay jokes in this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> the first of many. The first of many. Um, that was the first, wasn't it? I think it was. This was like the first of many to stop with a spa day joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they, they talk. It's like, I don't want to go to this bar anymore. It's like, why? It's like, because it's a fake biker bar. Like, we should be like out on the road, man. We should be doing all this stuff. And this I, is all Woody talking. I must ask, did anyone see what the name of the bar was? No. Because it's nope. very clever. What is it? It's a Biker's Island, spelled with a Y like Riker's Island in New York. <laughs> <laughs> did not catch that. If this you look in the back, like, it's literally just like a single, like, decal uh like put on the window of the restaurant yeah biker's island b-y-k-e yeah this it's very good this guy you know that's stuff we normally notice but i don't well your mom was watching it with me so there was Mm -hmm. a lot of laughter the whole time yeah just i just want to shout out the production designer or the set decorator who came up with that idea yeah put it on and i'm probably the first person to notice (laughs) like 15 years (laughs) he probably really had to sell that idea yeah 
He's like, I promise you I can get it printed for cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I think at this point, you know, at this point I write down this movie is for the dads written in all caps. (laughs) Because this is very much, this is where I really get like the idea of like the dads coming together and like talking about their lives and how everything's going and they're all talking about their problems and they all look at Woody and they're like, well, Woody, you got it all made supermodel wife and all this stuff. He's like, well, every man's treasure is a, another man's misery or whatever. Mm. So they just kind of played it cool. Um, and so then I think we, we get the uh, idea of the road trip yeah. in this scene where Woody's like, we should be out on the road. It's like, I can't go out on the road. I got to work and all this stuff. Right. And, and uh, Dudley is the first to be like, yeah, I mean, I'll go like, I'll do it. I got nothing else going on because again, Dudley's a millionaire, <laughs> right? This is why this is again a, like a closet millionaire, the closet right. millionaire who like honestly can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, and then Martin Lawrence, obviously with the wife, things like, oh no, I can't, I can't get away from my wife, man. So, and then, um, but they kind of bust each other's chops into all of them agreeing, right? Eventually, yeah. yeah. So then afterwards, like you know, Travolta leaves and like he's mad because they're all saying no. This other guy comes up and they're talking about the parade with like the flags and stickers. He's saying, by the way, we're wearing these like black ribbons because yeah. uh, so-and-so died very suddenly and it's very sad. He's like, oh, that guy. He was my age. He was our age, wasn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. Cut to back at Doug's, Doug's house. house. That's where the dinner scene That's came. the yeah. dinner scene where they're like, t- I can't remember how the conversation started. Well, he had an ugly spinach salad and yeah. they're eating meatloaf and mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he just, just loses it. He basically. loses his mind and just starts like shoveling mashed everything into his mouth at the same time. Yeah, he pours Men like meat. <laughs> he starts just eating great, drinking, drinking the gravy. Drinking the gravy. Yeah. The big one is when he eats a stick of butter. Oh, which, yeah. Man. I would first like to point out fakest looking stick of butter. Literally like crumbles like I wonder a what crumb. that was. Because man, butter would have been brutal. It looks butter. hollow when he bites into it. Like it's just a plasticky you know, thing. Yeah, like you know, like he bites it and it like crumples, crumples. like it's hollow. I don't know. Like I, I don't know what they used. Probably just like a baby toy plastic yeah. butter thing. Well, he does bite it. Yeah, like yeah, he, he does. It. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it was plastic. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. But he um he says what I think is maybe the most dad line in this movie. Where he's like, the French love butter. They never want a battle, but they sure know how to eat. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that's about right. <laughs> uh, it's at this point that he starts to like kind of slow down a little bit. And they're like, uh-oh, are you good? Are you good? Like, I'm fired. I'm, I'm not fired. I'm Smash got to emergency room. <laughs> yeah, he's in an emergency room. Uh, doctor walks in. He's like, oh, so uh, Mr. So-and-so is like, doctor, doctor. He's like, oh, so I can put it in layman's terms. He's like, you have uh, chronic acute, blah, 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 blah. He's like, I'm actually a dentist, so I didn't understand anything you said. It's like, oh, you had a, a stress-induced panic attack. <laughs> I'm not stressed. Yeah. He's like, well, we get that a lot for men in your middle. Uh, we, we hear that a lot from men who's like in their middle age. He's like, I'm not middle-aged. Like, we get that a lot, too. <laughs> so then he walks out, and then the uh, Tim Allen looks at his wife. He's like, I am middle-aged, aren't I? And he says, honey, you should go on this trip. Yeah, very encouraging. Yeah, it's like, I think you should go on this trip uh, with Woody. It's like, he doesn't like nowhere. They don't even have a plan. It's like a trip to nowhere. Mm. And that's like kind of the phrase of the whole movie that I wrote, a trip to nowhere. Because they, re- yeah. I mean, they say they're going to the Pacific Coast, but it's they're just like aimlessly yeah. driving. And so like, that's exactly what you need. And then cut to uh, side of the road. They're going on the trip. Yeah. This movie, it has the like the problem of like 
all the guys have wives who are like 15 years younger than them. Yeah. But it does get credit in the sense that, with the exception of Martin Lawrence, it doesn't necessarily like have them be like the problem for these guys. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Tim Allen's wife is supportive of him. Marissa Tomei is an active character later in the movie. Martin Lawrence obviously has problems with his wife that he has to solve at the end. But for a movie that stars like four middle-aged guys with younger wives, it doesn't do the, it doesn't do as much of the, the trope of like, these guys need to escape their wives as you would expect from a movie. Right. They're all just nagging, nagging, yeah. nagging. They're actually can be supportive. Yeah. Cause like she encourages him to go on the trip and that's, like a good element for their her character and their relationship. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about that, and we had multiple, as Stuart would attest, multiple businesses when he was growing up. Yeah. And we had opened one, and it was nightmarish. And mm-hmm. I had a trip planned, four guys golf trip. Yeah. And I I remember your mom saying, "Nope, you just need to go." Mm-hmm. And that was it. Just hit me just now as I was thinking about that. That uh, yeah. Women are really like that. They recognize. So that was a that was yeah. a real moment in the movie, yeah. I guess, of a lot of craziness mm-hmm. and slapstick humor and physical humor. Sometimes you know, like even if you, it is a crisis moment, that sometimes you just need to step away and kind of find yourself. Yeah. To come back and confront that. Yeah. Crisis that you're facing. And that's and that's why like Tim Allen really is the top billing of this movie, even though the inciting incident is not himself. Yeah. Like. This is, it doesn't start off as his journey, but it becomes his journey yeah. um, later on. Yes, yeah. right. The, yeah. I don't want to... I'm just thinking about it right now because I think it comes up in the scene, maybe in the bar. Delpagos? No, in the biker island or whatever. When did Woody first call Doug the Golden Knight? That was that scene. Yeah. In the bar? Or in the at, bar. Okay. Yeah, because he said, like, this guy used to be, like, crazy. We used to call right. him the Golden Knight. The Golden yeah. Knight. The Golden Knight. That's a good callback. <laughs> he yeah. the hype up at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, it's the Golden Knight. <laughs> Very well orchestrated, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they show up, and they're getting ready to go on their trip. And they're talking about it and, you know, they're, they're doing the classic dad thing. Where it's like, oh, yeah, my wife set me up with this GPS. We're going to not be lost anywhere. And it's like, no, we're not using a GPS. And then it's like, oh, you think this is really cool? And then chucks it. Woody chucks it and hits it. It's like, why'd you do that? No, I'm nuts. And he's like, because we don't need a phone. We just need us in the open road of free. And we need to be free. And like Woody's really pushing this narrative. We're going to go for the West Coast, but no maps. We're just going to find it out. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, well, I got a phone. And it's like, oh, nope. And then they just destroy their cell phones. Yeah, they just destroy their cell phone. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and we get the Apple tattoo bit yeah. with William H. Macy. It's like, He's like, it's I like got a tat. Why, you got, why are you all happy? It's like, I got a tat, guys. Yep. And he pulls it. It's an Apple tattoo. And he's like, oh. But it's like the it's rainbow like, Apple logo. From yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> the I, old one. And they're all looking at him. It's like, oh, and it's like, I know. Trademark. But what can they do? It's on my skin, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, he totally ruins it by smashing the windshield of the truck driver's <laughs> truck with the phone. Yeah. So then they got to get on their bikes and hightail it out. Yeah, of just there. get out of there. Get, get out of Albuquerque, Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, cut to first montage road trip. Yeah. Their first road trip montage. And then we've settled into a road trip movie, which yeah. is like, if I had like a bread and butter type of movie, just like something that like, 
maybe it's not the most nutritious, but it's something I can always rely on to like just satisfy me. A road trip movie is always going to do it. Yeah. Like I love Easy Rider, which is what this movie pulls a fair bit from. Mm-hmm. And I love a lot of like, you know, the 90s and 2000s road trip movies, your Dumb and Dumbers and your Pauls and whatnot. So I can always just like, I can always just settle into the groove of these type of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think it's just like, it's always just a parallel of the, you know, overarching road trip movie in terms of the characters as well. Mm. See, there's, it's easy tie-ins with, you know, bumps on the road physically and bumps on the road mentally, emotionally. When it comes to road trip movies, like the best structure and the most basic structure is like every sequence is basically its own short film. Like the characters go on the road trip. They show up at a spot. There's something that happens there. They have to solve it. They resolve it. They move on to the next one. Yeah. So it kind of, it has this vignette structure of just a lot of little short film incidents. Yeah. Which is my favorite structure for a movie. I I love that. And it's also something that's easy to, to follow along with. And Mm -hmm. if you're watching it at home, take a bathroom break. Cause you can be like, all right, pause that sequence right. is done i can pick yeah. right back up yeah great for middle-aged men <laughs> <laughs> or older yeah is your implication there a lot of bathroom breaks <laughs> uh yes <laughs> that's my implication that's why i asked how long this would last yeah <laughs> well if you gotta go you can go like mm-hmm. you can pop it doesn't matter well jeff and i will keep riffing <laughs> riffing uh, in the engines yeah can uh, i take the microphone in case i want to comment while i'm in there <laughs> no I don't, I don't think the cable's gonna last that long unfortunately I, i've always said that we should get these mics hooked up stand-up style so I can just walk around the room and just be like, what's the deal with Ampli? What's the deal with Wild Hogs? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get the first camping scene. Yes. And, you know, they're sitting down on the campfire. Uh, Martin Lawrence is blowing up uh, <laughs> uh, an air mattress. Right. And uh, uh, John Travolta is like, Bobby, I got two words for you. Foot pump. And he's like, I'll tell you this. I got a cheap ass wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because uh, yeah, he's blowing this long straw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to get this thing flirted. And then Dudley steps out from the darkness in the woods and he has a plastic bag. He's like, guys, this is poop. So don't eat it. <laughs> he's like, oh, what? He's like, you know, that's supposed to go in the ground. It's like, this is plastic. I'm not going to bury it in <laughs> <Right>. the earth. <laughs> and he's like, so he's like, I'm just going to, you know, find a trash can tomorrow. So he plops it down and sits next to Bobby. It's like, so you're just going to sit next to me with that doo-doo. <laughs> you're just right. sit there with us. And he's like, well, I guess I'll just go hang, hanging in the tree. And Travolta's like, no, don't go hanging in the tree, Dudley. It's like, why not? Because bears don't eat shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So then Tim Allen has a little bit of um, internal, like a little internal moment. It's like, ah, this is nice, isn't it? A bunch of guys, you know, in the nature. Uh, having a time of our lives. It's like, yeah, it's like, who'd have thought? You ever look back at your life and think about how you get to where you are today? And it's like, yeah. He's like, I mean, and they all talk about their individual problems and like, yeah. And that's when they start talking about, well, Woody's really got it made though. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, because, right. Because, you know, he's rich and he's got the supermodel wife and he says something like, what my wife ever do for you? And Martin Lawrence says, made me hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was at that scene where he says, yeah. Uh, not exactly like that. But yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, and then you say Disney, and I'm like, wow, that was a Disney film? <laughs> yep, I've never, I never heard that. It was a Disney Pinocchio film. or whatever. Yeah. This is the, the scene that really highlights Travolta's storyline in this film is, you know, the archetype of the guy who has everything but has nothing. Yeah. Like kind right. of your Ebenezer Scrooge type where 
He's got everything except for happiness. Well, he doesn't even have everything because yeah. he's lost. Well, he's every- he had everything. <laughs> he had everything. Right. He's the poser, really. Yeah. So then at, at that point, he's like, you think your marshmallow is done, Doug? And so he lifts up a marshmallow on fire. It's like, hey, it kind of looks like Dudley's helmet. And then he flips it and it catches the, the tent, tent on, on fire. fire. So it's like, uh, and then he's blowing. It's like uh, Bobby's blowing. It's like, I think I'm almost halfway. Oh, and only an hour. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can borrow one of the spare bags and you turn around. It's like, oh. It's on fire. It's on fire. They try to put it out, and Dudley runs in with a can. He's like, I got some water. It's like, no, no, no. That's can't. Let's light her fluid. And then, like, it sparks up in flames. Like, this is the wrong can. They lose Dudley's uh, underwear that's hanging up. Yeah. It's like, oh, my drawers are in there. (laughs) Um, So then, cut to the next morning. They had to do all that to get to the next morning. (laughs) I mean, really, they did. Yeah. All they have is an air mattress and a blanket. Yeah. And so they, they share the air mattress. And who is it? Who sleeps on the ground? Bobby. Bobby. Is it Bobby? Okay. It's Bobby. Because oh, there's a joke with that too. So in this scene, you know, it's the three of them sitting on the mattress, Bobby on the ground, and we see footsteps come up. Mm. And what's the name of the actor? Jeff? John C. McGinley. John C. American McGinley. Treasure star of Scrubs, um, Dr. Cox and Scrubs specifically. So this patrolman comes up and sees these guys, and they slowly wake up, and they're like, and they're having all this like. Um, uh, innuendo talk, right? <laughs> the best way I can put it, right? So he's like, "Oh man, like my ass is so sore." It's like, well, that's because like Woody wrote us so hard last night. The human body was <laughs> never meant that. to sustain such aggression. <laughs> and then Bobby wakes up. He's like, "Oh, so I'm the one in the door dirt after four hours of blowing." <laughs> right, <laughs> and then, right, right. And then they all turn around to see the cop, and the cop's like, "Please, please, please. for the love of God." Finish nope. the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's John C. McGinley in... Have you ever seen Reno 911? No. Because he's wearing the Officer Jim Dangle shirt. <laughs> it's like... Spray it's, painted. Yeah. It. It's like the the shirt that you buy at the costume store. It's like sexy cop. Yeah. Where it's like just short sleeves, really tight. Yeah. Um, and it's John C. McGinley who just immediately looks funny. Yeah. Immediately. And okay. the hair. Yeah. You know, if there's any hair ranking we're going to do in this episode, it's got to be John C. McGinley. <laughs> yes. Because his hair in this is wow. Yeah. It is. I, it I, is. I wish I could, I wish I could like talk like he talks. Because it's just a lot of thinking like this is how he enunciates. Please. Please, for the love of God. Please, for the love of God. Please continue that finish sentence. that sentence. And he's like, oh, uh, the officer, this isn't what it looks like. Let me tell you exactly what it looks like here. This looks like three counts of public indecency. Two counts of something, something, and one count of pure jealousy. <laughs> Cue the romance music, and they're like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "How you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and so, highway patrolman wants to get in on the action. Yeah, so that he's like, "Oh, hey, well, no." That he's like, "Stand up, it's like, oh, you guys are great." And then they all stand up. It's like, "Listen, like, we're all like just friends here." He's like, "Oh, I, I don't, I don't believe me, I get it." And then they all stand up, and that's when we see Dudley is not wearing pants. Yes. So he's like, a problem that will happen many times in this movie. <laughs> True <laughs> enough. So that he's like, oh, dear God. And, and then he's like, you are so lucky. And then Dudley puts his arm around what he's like, I like to think so, too. He's like, I have known what you felt as I have felt it, too. And then just walks away. Yeah, the cop just leaves. Yeah. Understanding that. Well, then five Woody crowd. says, he doesn't even look at Dudley. He just says, are you wearing, wearing pants? pants? No. Nope. Yeah, put there's, some pants on. There's, there's, there's some bit where it's like, oh yeah, there's a party, five's, five's a, a crowd. crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. five's an odd number. Yeah, Charles is like five's an odd number. Do the math. 
<laughs> so that's when the cop leaves and yeah. we there then they're about to get back on the road um and then as they're on the road we see a real biker gang the del fuego the del fuego it is the Del Fuegos, right? Yes, yeah. it's the Del oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know it at the time. Right. It's like right. we didn't know it at the time. It's just like any regular biker gang. But they all pass by and Dudley does like the fist in the air. I love that bit so much. Mm. <laughs> this is the tryhard dad of like fist in the air. Yeah. It's like, I can smell those guys from here. <laughs> <laughs> so then they all get on their bikes and now we are in second uh, road montage bit. Yeah. They, they go from like... Illinois, it's like we're in Illinois, and that's like New Mexico. So like, well, right. why they get there so fast? Yeah, they get there really fast. Uh, there's a couple bits like the bugs hitting their faces, and right. then Travolta laughing at them, and then a bird hits him, mm-hmm. and then the stopping uh, the RV guy. Oh yeah, Bobby's got to take a dump. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. so sorry, I left the window open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're standing along the roadside peeing. There's a great background, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And they're peeing on each other's leg. And good stuff. shot. It was good, good shot. Yeah. Uh, so then they pull over into a Springs. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> you know, we see uh, Bobby, Woody and Doug in, in the spring already swimming. And then we get the cheeks. <laughs> Dudley is back. Dudley's yep. back. William H. Macy has no fear in this no. movie. No, he does not. Does William H. Macy as an actor have any fear? No, at I mean, all? have you seen never... a single clip of Shameless? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he is literally shameless. He is fearless. Uh, Dudley climbs up to the top of this rock, about to dive over, stark nude, full gun in it. Yeah. And he dives in. It's like, hey, guys, like the water looks great. And he jumps in. They're all looking at him. It's like, oh, man, you guys got your skivvies on? He's like, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, well, I thought we were doing this wild and free thing. And they all kind of look around at each other and they all look at. I um, can't remember who's next. Doug. It's Doug. Doug is because next. Doug is the one who is like, yeah, we're just kind of old and lame, huh? You know, the other guy, he would have just ripped those things right off. And then he like dips back in the water. He's like, yeah, I think, I think it's about that time. And then he rips off his undies and then tosses them yeah. over. It's like wild and free. And then Bobby's like, all right, well, no one get any close. I don't want to turn this into a size contest or yeah. anything. So that he takes his off. And then they're like, wow, man, wild and free. And then they look over and they look at Travolta. And he's like, huh, okay, fine. I will get naked with my gay friends in this, <laughs> right? yeah. in this pond. And it takes them all off. And it's like, ah, oh, this is the life. And then er, er, man pulls up. Yeah. A family comes out. Yes. Two kids. <laughs> Two kids. Uh, mom parents. and dad. Like classic American look. They're all in like checkered shirts and whatnot. They're like, yeah. We're gonna let's go let's go swimming. Hey look, like, there's oh friends god. already in there. Oh god, oh god, the kids are coming. The kids are coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this is this is a pretty good bit. Yeah. And they like get it. It's like, hey guys, you mind if we come in? Oh, there's actually a shallower pond over here. He's like, Oh no, these guys are great good swimmers, man. Like show them your little yeah. he does this like tuck thing where he rolls like, No, 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 don't do that. So they all get in the water and the kids start approaching, like, kids are coming, kids are coming. They're like, Oh, hey, there's a crawfish. We got a crawfish in here. Ah, ah, ah. It's like, crawfish. My dad's like, let me go see if I can get it. Let's see if I can get one. He, he dives down and he's like, he's looking for crawfish. Like, well, you got to find one in a minute. <laughs> and he pops up in front of Woody. Yeah. That was great. And he just says, kids, kids out, out of the, the pool. pool. <laughs> <laughs> out of the water now. That's when the mom Mom's up. like, wait, what? Is it? what yeah, about, she I got the potato salad. Right. Yeah. And then she sees like the, oh yeah, the potato salad bit because it comes back. But she looks around. It's like, why are we going to get out? And she sees a swim truck. It's like, kids. 
out of the pool. Out of the pool. Out of the pool now. And they all get over a leave. And my favorite line, probably in the whole movie, is like, I bet her potato salad was really, really good. <laughs> and then we get another. John C. McGinley comes back. John C. McGinley comes back. I'm actually disappointed he doesn't appear at the end of the movie. Me too, um, man. That he's not the cop that saves the day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It seems like obvious money in the bank. But they obvious. Do they don't. Yeah, they wasted him. Mm-hmm. They I did. mean, maybe they thought they couldn't top it. Because mm. those were two. Because he just shows up and he's he's barren all, and he's, he's like, "Let's go swimming, guys. Let's get involved." <laughs> he said, and he jumps. And in. then he's like, "Oh, I see. A little tough crowd. Well, then Plan B covers his eyes. Marco, <laughs> Dudley Bead, stupid Polo. What? <laughs> <laughs> Marco. So they all they all escape. Yeah. And it can only be presumed Johnson McGinley is still in that pool, yelling <laughs> Marco, <laughs> waiting for someone to respond. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, in fact, yeah, we never see him. Again. Sixteen years later, yeah, he's like, he's like shriveled up like a prune. Marco, he's like eating raw fish to survive. I would have to say, though, for middle-aged men, right, including yeah. this Jesse character, yeah. yeah, they were amazingly fit. Yeah, they none of these guys look too bad. No, no, no not really. No, not really. Yeah. So, hmm. anyway, uh, road to montage number three. Road trip montage number three. Uh, back on the road, and then Del Fuego's. Del Fuego's. Yeah. We're moving pretty quickly through this movie, too. I think this yeah. is the halfway but mark. That was my point when I watched it. It just came. It goes, Except for the road trip fast. sections, which are like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It, you know, it came bang, bang, bang. It was mm-hmm. just really hammering along. Yeah. If you take out the road trip bits, like between when they set off on their road trip and then skip to the next thing that happens, which would be the, the camping scene. Mm-hmm. Skip the next montage and go to the pond scene. Skip to the next thing. That's Del Fuego. It's like, you're already to the halfway point of the movie, right. basically. Yeah. I think, would you say Del Fuego's is like halfway point, I feel like? Yeah, yeah I'd have to go like, with yeah. that. Because yeah. that's where, that's like the midpoint, you know, incident that that's gives the climax the rest, right. the yeah. the rest of the movie. So they go, they go to this biker bar and they're checking out all these cool bikes and they walk in. It's the classic... It's a classic scene where like fish out of water walk into an establishment and the music dies down. And everyone goes quiet and looks at and them. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does that bit with this. And they all fall. Oh, is there a booth over here? Oh, you can take this table over here. And they don't sit down. And then who comes over? Ray Liotta. It's fucking Ray Liotta doing a biker. Fucking Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. I'd forgotten. I could not come up with a name. And no. for anyone who's curious at home, he does the Ray Liotta laugh. Which I can best describe as. Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> well, the thing is, like, the thing that makes it so disturbing is that his mouth doesn't move. Right. Like, he's not laughing. He's just like, ha. Ah. <laughs> it's so right. strange. I can't do it. It's weird. It's really weird. But Biker Billy, he really steals a lot of scenes. <laughs> Biker Billy. <laughs> you know, the ball headed. Yeah. Oh, the guy. guy that's like. We're gonna rip their balls off. He's like, I'm gonna rip them off and put them in my mouth. The show, like, do what? Exactly. <laughs> Please, that guy, because I recognized him. Yeah, he's yes, I did too. But uh, he's a blob in X Men Origins Wolverine. Is that who it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that actually who it I'm is? I'm ashamed that I knew that reference. X Men oh, Origins Wolverine. God. He's blob. A he, bit, you probably haven't seen that. No, yeah, I don't think so. He certainly is. <laughs> that is why I recognized him. Yeah. Do you call me Blob? I called him Bub. Huh, it's dumb. Dumb movie. Anyway. 
Uh, so he Ray, was he was good. He yeah. was a good supporting character in that. Ray Liotta shows up, sits down on the table with them, and starts talking to them. It's like, oh hey, we don't want any trouble. It's like, oh no 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 no, sit down. I insist. I insist. That was great how he did that too. Because no yeah. no 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 no. You yeah. know, just on and on and on. Like, yeah, yeah. It was so, it was awesome. And so he sits them down. They're talking like, where, where are you guys coming from? And they like, we're going from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, we're doing a little road trip to Pacific Coast. And they start talking, and then uh, it looks over at Travolta. And he's like, what's up with this guy? And he's just not making a face. And then Travolta takes off his sunglasses and just starts squinting at him. He's like, are you, are you deaf? And he's like, is he, is he deaf? He's like. <laughs> I think Doug says, or um, Tim Allen says, he wasn't one who came in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, Doug makes kids cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's like, what? That. It's like, yeah, Doug makes kids cry. <laughs> and it's like, no, I didn't. It's like, you made my kid cry. It's like, your kid was crying before she came over. Ah, oh, shut up. Yeah. From Ray Liotta. So then uh, Dudley comes up and he's like, oh, another wild hog. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> She's like, uh, oh, by the way, who has the sweet uh, pan head out there? It's right. like, that's my pan head. It's like, sweet ride. It's like, well, I'm sick of it. Looking to get rid of it. He's like, what about you? It's like, oh, I, I got it. Like a, you know, sports sportster. It's like, I've been wanting to get a sportster. I've been talking about how much I want another sportster. It's a pretty good impression of Ray Liotta. That, that was one. a great impression of Ray yeah. Liotta. So he's like, you, you got to trade there, buddy. It's like, oh no. And then the, all the other wild hogs telling him like, Dudley, do not do this. Like, oh, really? Yeah. And then they, they all step out of the bar. He makes the trade. Makes the trade. And then he's like, oh, sweet. He's like, oh, no, no, no. That isn't your pan head. He's like, what? Your pan head's over here in the back. And he shows him, and it's like a just a, as Dudley says, a piece of junk. It's just like a frame, basically. Right. So he's like, "Yep, that's your piece of junk." (laughs) 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 So he's like, "Oh," and he's like, "You know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of the suburban dads who put on leather jackets and try to be bikers." And then he gives him the whole speech about Damien Slade, who founded the bar Del Fuego's, and all that good stuff. That's where he introduces that character. Yeah, and he says that that was a real biker, and you guys aren't real bikers. And he's like, "You guys don't know us." He's like, "Oh, you're probably like you know a podiatrist or or a mouth and throat specialist." He's like, "I wish." Orthodontist. Oh, right. Close enough. <laughs> and he's like, and you, Bobby, I bet you're like, uh, wife wears, wears the pants. You know my wife? <laughs> and then he goes to Dudley. It's like, and, you, and you're probably like someone who bags his own shit. And he's like, wow, you're good. What <laughs> color am I thinking? <laughs> I mean, he's basically. Dudley kind of, is oblivious. <laughs> he, he basically, Leota basically just starts doing the Carlin bit that inspired the movie. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. being like, I can tell everything about these guys just by looking at them. He's like, and you're the biggest pose of them all, to Travolta. Aren't you squinty? And then, then walks away. So then uh, they're driving away. Uh, Dudley's yeah. in the sidecar of Travolta's they, bike. They tell him, well, he needs a ride. And Rilo's like, we can make something work. So they hook up a, a sidecar. Yeah. So uh, then as they're riding away, Travolta pulls over and the other guys pull over. He's like, what's going on? It's like, this sucks, man. We shouldn't be pushed around by these guys. It's like, we really going to stop the trip because of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, nah, like I'm going to go down and talk to them. So then Travolta goes in solo and, uh, we get the dead or alive soundtrack. And so he sneaks into the parking lot, cuts all the fuel lines of all the motorcycles, takes Dudley's bike and zips out of there. Zips out of there. And the guys are like, how'd you do it? And he's like, I just told him I'm a big shot. I have a big shot lawyer and I'll sue them all to sue all their asses off if they touch us. If they touch us, they're going to lose everything they have, lose everything they're going to have. 
And they backed off, man. They and, backed and off. And they all buy it. <laughs> yeah, they're they like, yeah, this makes it. sense. No, this is what we would do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then they're like, all right, so I guess we're going to go across, right? It's like, yeah, just let's do it before they change your minds. So they get on their bikes. They're going across, and they're all making faces at the Del Fuegos who see them yeah. biking away. Uh, Travolta gives them the finger, and then they're like, those sons of bitches have balls. Then they get on their bikes, and they're getting ready to go out, and then all their bikes stop. Ray Liotto has a cigarette, drops it, Ignites the gas on the parking lot. Flame goes all the way. It's like, everybody out of the bar, everybody out of the bar. Explodes. There's a massive explosion. (laughs) There's nothing that makes me happier than massive explosions in movies that do not warrant massive explosions. (laughs) What was in there? Travolta's looking at his rear view mirror. He's like, oh, God. It's like a small mushroom cloud. It's a mushroom. Like, you can't tell me people did not die. He just committed a massive felony. People died. You Bikes are exploding. The building blows up. Yeah. I mean, the. You see guys running from flames. Yeah. Yeah, people definitely died. Travolta committed numerous murders. Yes. At least manslaughters at best. Yeah. Uh, it's You know what I realize this movie is? What? This is like Dad Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie is. It just clicked for me. Really? Dad Avengers. This is like to like the average like comic or like superhero fan like seeing like oh iron man's team up with the hulk and thor and that's like exciting to them yeah the idea of like tim allen's teaming up with travolta macy and lawrence they're gonna fight ray liotta they're bikers <laughs> <laughs> like this this is like it's like the avengers there's another movie like this it's much darker though with stallone and uh expendables schwarzenegger and yeah yeah expendables, expendables. Yeah. yeah where i mean but it's kind of the same yeah. thing all these old kind of yeah. On the downward spiral. It's bringing them all back. Yeah. To save the world from something. <laughs> they fight Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Who was older than all of them, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Still got the moves. Oh, man. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. So they, they're at a gas station, and uh, Woody has seen the explosion. So they're all getting gas. It's like, what are you guys doing stopping here? Like, we got to get out. We got to go. It's like, uh, it's like wild and free. It's like we got to cleanse our souls. Like my soul needs a drink of water. <laughs> it's like my soul needs some gas. It's like we'll get gas at the next station. So it's like let's go wild and free. Ah! And, and then they he zip down the road. He's like, did I, did I miss the espresso stop? And so then uh, they all like, okay, I guess. And they all drive away and it's perfectly shot. I love I, the way they shot this. This is actually, this is a very good shot. Yeah. Because right as they pull away. The, pan, the camera pans, follows them as they drive away on the right. And we Last see a truck. Gas. Oh. The truck pulls away. And we see the billboard that says last gas for 200 miles. That right. was blocked by from their view by the truck. Which I'm always imagining as an AD of like queuing things. Yeah. And do you know like that there's a background person in that truck with a walkie who sees all four actors and he's just like waiting in the truck. And so then like on action and then they got, get in the motorcycles and they all go away. Might have been their stunt doubles. I don't know. And then the AD is like, all right, truck, 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 truck. And then the truck pulls away. Like just organizing the whole yeah. thing. I find it very interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of that in every shot. Oh yeah, lots of it in every shot. But yeah, last stop for two hundred miles, and then cut to the middle of the desert. They're on the road, and it's like, Woody, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had a sign that said "Last Gas for X amount of miles." <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, like, you know, like I, I feel like I'm drinking a great drink of water with my spit, and I just swallow it. It just tastes like spit." <laughs> and then Bobby's like, aren't we supposed to? I heard you could drink something out of cactuses. And it's like, where are the goddamn cactuses? And we're in the and desert d- with no cacti. <laughs> well, and then Dudley's like, I think in the, the English dictionary for plural, 
It's cacti. And Bobby's like, I'm going to kill him. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to kill him. It's like, listen, we're all thinking it anyway. Dudley's going to put up the least amount of fight. He's like, and, and Doug's like, all right, move out of the way. And then Woody steps in. He's like, no, no, no. We love Dudley. It's like, you're right, man. I'm sorry, dude. He's like, dehydration. Your heart's working extra to plump, pump some blood. And not a lot of it's getting to your head. And it's causing some hallucina hallucina hallucinations. And then Travolta's like, all right, I'm killing him. <laughs> <laughs> And then Doug says, wait, guys. And he looks and sees at the Mirage, the Sorry. billboard that says Madrid. One mile. Uh, which they pronounce Madrid. 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 It's not mm. Madrid. It's Madrid. Yeah, the American pronunciation. Madrid. Yeah. It's called Madrid. So they go to they go to Madrid, mm. uh, where the gas station does not open until the next day, convenient, un inconveniently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like Doc Hollywood kind of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah. You can't escape. So they show up and then they, oh, well, there's a diner over here that's open. So they run to the diner. It's like, we need water. We need water now. They like ransack the place yeah. and like, you know, get a bunch of pitchers of water. And, and all the residents in the bar are like shaking. Yeah, they're all like they're nervous. Like, Take whatever something. you want. Uh, and there's like, uh, hey, can I help you? Uh, who is the waitress? Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Aunt May from the new Spider-Man movies. Also of so many other movies. Oh, yeah. Right, my cousin Vinny. Right, yeah, my cousin Vinny. Yeah, she's the my best. Biological clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, it was in this movie too, because she really liked Dudley. Yeah, yeah, she did. So, uh, but yeah, she uh, talks to the wild hogs and like, can I get you fellas uh, uh, something? It's like, well, is there a booth open? And then like, some like people like scram yeah. out of the booth. And they're like, oh, nice town. Like, <laughs> I feel like everyone's treating us weirdly. Yeah, so they all sit down, and then the sheriff comes, the sheriff comes in. Played by Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah. One of America's great character actors. Amazing. Amazing. He was good. He walks in. He's like, uh, you know, you Del Fuegos, you guys can't just, like, come in here. He's like, oh, no, no, no. We're not associated with those assholes. like, oh, you're not? And he turns around. It's like, folks, they're not with Del Fuegos. And everybody like, oh, oh okay. okay. We can chill out now. Great, great, great. So... Yeah, it was not the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. It, it, it was really Glenda, the Good Witch. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. And by the Delphi goes like a nu nuisance around here. It's like, oh, I mean, only if you ever, you know, expect to pay for a drink or food or whatever. So we get some expositional bits about Delphuegos and about the town. They're like, oh, what are you guys doing here? It's like, well, we're just like passing through, man, just passing through. And he's like, when's the gas station open? It's like, uh, tomorrow morning. It's like, well, you guys should stay for the chili festival. Yeah. It's like, you know, last year, some one chili was really hot. Someone's throat actually started to bleed. Yeah. <laughs> and Charles is like, we should just lay low tonight. Yeah. And um, they're all like, no, let's go to the chili festival. And Charles is like, we should lay low. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just want to ride, 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 ride. And is it right about here when you they go back to... Uh... The Del Fuegos and yeah, Ray is their extra coordinating show the, up. <laughs> the yeah, search, the right? Search. And he's sending off the the hunters, the hunters yeah. in pairs of two to find these. And Biker Billy's like, well, uh, uh, but my calculations, I think, are like likelihood of that. Bam! And punches yeah. them. Like, else want to tell me how hard it's gonna be to find these guys? <laughs> yeah, they find them pretty easy. All they do. Considered. They do. They're literally in the easy. next town. Yeah, I mean, considering that they ran out of gas, they probably yeah. didn't get very far. Mm -hmm. So. That's plausible. So, yeah, New Mexico's 
sparsely populated. There yeah. wouldn't have been a lot Do you of live choices. in New Mexico, Dad? I did. Yeah. Taos. Nice. Yeah, Taos, New Mexico. Taos, New Mexico. What's yeah. that close by? Uh, pretty much everything. Colorado, Utah. <laughs> it's a ski resort area. It's oh. up in the northeast uh, corner. Northeast corner. Okay. Go and I live in Los lines. Alamos, you know, the birthplace of the atomic bomb. So Copy that. That gives me my glowing personality. <laughs> 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 recognize uh, that was lo- good. Recognize any of the locations around here, and like there's the landscape or anything like that. Uh, the, seems- yeah, the landscapes. I, I love the desert and the mountain scenery. Mm. It's beautiful country. But I had never been to Madrid, which I think is probably a real town. I'm guessing that's a real town. Oh, it's, it's a real town. It's a real. T- is it actually called Madrid? I don't that's, know if it's called Madrid. That's the question. I, I don't know. But there is a real town with an actual Maggie's Diner. And a chili festival all together? Oh, I don't know if there's a chili festival, <laughs> but there is a Maggie's Diner, and it's actually not a diner. It's a gift shop for wild hogs. Okay, it's actually called Madrid. Yeah. And there's actual Maggie's Diner. It's next to Cowgirl Red Collectible Store and Moon uh, Moonbow Herb Shop. Well, yeah. <laughs> like our sister from Ghost Town Trading Post. They only sell one herb there, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Rock Paper Gallery. Yeah. Anyway, Taos was uh, an ancient Indian settlement that became a ski resort area. So it's got a lot of. It's just north of Santa Fe. Yeah. I love New Mexico. Cool. Uh, so I think the next thing we get is a chili festival. I've not really been going using my notes here. I yeah. think you're white. Why you gather yourself? Oh, restroom break? <laughs> restroom break for the old dad. All right. But actually, while you do that, no, you go ahead and go. Okay. Uh, I think it's a good time to talk about the hair. Oh, we want to do the hair ranking? Yeah, let's do the hair ranking while my dad does 10-1. Yeah. Cue the music. Cue the music for the hair ranking now. Welcome to the hair ranking. Um, This is going to go pretty low. Whoa. Only because... um. Uh, to be quite honest, um, you don't see much of Travolta's hair in this. Uh, so I think it's going to go in the urban cowboy realm. Urban cowboy realm. Put it. Put it. Um, put it below urban cowboy above eyes of an angel. Oh, yeah. All right. It is the new 39. 39. I mean, we just don't see his hair that much in this movie. He's always wearing the uh do rag. The do rag over his his head. So like we don't So it, it's a it's a, a ranking of omission rather than of quality. Yeah, basically, unfortunately. I mean, we, there's some scenes where we get to see his hair, but it's like whenever we do see his hair, it's regular trouble to hair. Yeah. So, nothing really special about it unfortunately, but mm. but we can talk about Patrol, what John John C. McGinley's hair? McGinley's hair. Luscious. He's got the curls. The curl, the floof, the layover. Oh my God. It's so, it's so to die for. It's to die for. So, yeah. Look at this. I'm bringing up a picture of John C. McGinley's hair in this movie. Oh my God. Okay, he actually doesn't have the curls in this uh, that he has in the scrubs, but his hair does look great. It's phenomenal. It's really good hair. Thank you, whoever set that up. You did a great job with John C. McGinley's hair. It looks good. It looks really good. There he is. Oh, my God. The part. Oh, the part. You guys got to Google this. Yeah, if Fol- you're, Folks at home. Google. John C. McGinley, Wild, Wild Hogs. Hogs. Look at this hair. 
He does kind of have the curl. Oh, I know that's a different movie. This is a picture of him from Are you, Are like, We Done Yet? He oh he pretty much basically plays the same character. He's just nude in that one too. Um, I don't know if he's nude in that one. He certainly is nude in this picture from it. Um, uh, I think it, there's like one scene where they go kayaking or something. Okay, so he might be wearing a swimsuit of some kind. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Anyway, John C. McGinley's pretty fearless too. Yeah. Yeah. Just based on my experience of things that I've seen. So, uh, welcome back, Dad. Thank you. Shall we cue the outro hair ranking music? There is no outro ranking hair music. We oh. just kind of. I thought there was. No, there's oh. never been outro hair ranking oh. music. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. All right. I guess if I couldn't watch an hour and 50 minute movie without getting up a couple of times, the idea of talking about it for two hours <laughs> was probably not really feasible. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. All good. Um, yeah, you got to flip those suckers. How did I do that? Yep. There you go. You got it now. I can hear. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think after the Del Fuego's planning uh, thing, then we are back at the um, well, Chili Mar- Festival, Marissa right? Marissa Tomei convinces Dudley to go to the Chili Festival, and the rest of them just kind of go along with it. Yes. And we get a performer at the Chili Festival. We keep cutting back to inexplicably for some reason. <sighs> I know, but he adds so much flavor to this movie. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't know what flavor. <laughs> no, he's just so strange. <laughs> he is so strange and confident. He is it's, very confident. Uh, yeah. But when did Dudley start thinking about um, the Marissa Tomei character, when he, Maggie? When, you know, he's... Oh, because... Well, right before, away. Before the festival, he gets Woody to teach him how to dance. Oh, we get a John Travolta dancing dance. scene. Yes. Oh, yes. Always. <laughs> That's probably part of his base contract. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're absolutely. Ba- they're casually yeah. just absolutely. like, he's like, I need to dance. And Charles like, fine, I'll show you some moves. And he just like casually does great moves. It's like, yeah, it's John Travolta. Of course it's he's going to. Of course. Of course. Of course he wants to flex that he can dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, I do want to say that, do you know who uh, the singer, the performer is? No. Kyle, uh, played by Kyle Gass, who just like does soft-spoken renditions of fame, of like country songs? No. Uh, it's one of the guys from Tenacious D, <laughs> Kyle Gass. So it's like huh. Jack Black's musical comedy partner. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so they put him in there only to stand up there and just like, I can't even remember what song she's performing. Like, Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like kind of <laughs> softly stating it. Yeah. Oh yeah, but his physical comedy. Yeah, you know, it's very good. Yeah, he's shaking his booty and <laughs> looking at the women. He's yeah. exactly the type of like performer you'd expect to like. He's find like the wedding some... singer for like a really yeah. bad wedding reception, <laughs> yeah. a terrible wedding where they're yeah. like, right, "This guy's right. cheap." He's, I'm sure he's great. Yeah. yeah. Newsflash is not great. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, then, then it's the Chili Festival. And we get a couple bits here. Um, the first bit, I think, is uh, the, the Bobby Doug bullseye bit where he tosses a ball. And he's like, yeah, I've been uh, going bullseye Bobby. I never missed a pitch in, like, in so many games, 400 innings or something. And so he like, bullseye Bobby, here we go. He completely misses. He's like, well, that's been, like, what, 28 years, bullseye? <laughs> um so then, and then the one point, there's a crotch shot. Right. We love, it's dug in the crotch. We love groin humor. <laughs> groin <laughs> humor. Yeah. So. But, oh, okay. 
When what? was the bowl slapping? That's later. Yeah, it, it, is? Next it, does, morning, it does right? happen. Uh, what? That's the next morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they it, stay up all night at this festival. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. S- yeah. So um, then there's the bit with Dudley and Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Um, and the chili. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, like, chili. he's like, chili? It's like, I, I love, love chili. It's like, I like, it's like, oh, it's like, well, you like spicy stuff? It's like, oh, mm. no, I'm more of like a mild thing. It's like, oh, it's too bad. Cause I was like, you give me a nice turkey chili. <laughs> nice turkey chili. Yeah. Oh, you bet I'm going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a shame. So I was hoping you're going to try my chili, but it's pretty hot. It's like, oh, I, I like your kind of chili. Uh, you're, I like your kind of hot. I like yeah. your kind of hot kinda or hot. chili. You're, yep, you're the you're that chili. That's the chili I want to kiss. I eat. <laughs> <laughs> Again, HBC. A, a lot more innuendo. Oh there. my Such god! Such good comedic time. Just he's so good. He knows. Mm. He knew the assignment. He mm. knew, the, he knew assignment. the assignment. Yeah. So then he takes 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 a bite of the chili, and of course he is losing his mind, and he's like. <laughs> he's like, hey, do you need some water or toast? No, no, no. He's like. It's okay if you need to go. It's like, yeah. <laughs> he runs off. Then he runs away. Like, and she says, your, your throat won't really bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Travolta basically spends this whole scene just like fretting in a corner, like biting his knuckles. Pretty much, yeah. Which yeah. he does. Travolta is very good at like fretting. He's very good at being afraid. <laughs> yeah. Which are, are some of his like better performances in movies are him being afraid. Like Blowout is pretty much just him fretting for the entire movie. Yeah. Even in Pulp Fiction or whatever, when he's just like, oh, God. Yeah, with Mia, where he's like, oh, God, oh, God. Like, he's really good at playing up, like, a hilarious anxiety. Yeah. That a character's trapped in. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think so, yeah. Um, And his anxiety is not unproven uh, when two two Delphagos show up. up. Uh, Billy and some other guy. Yeah. I don't know those other guys, but they call Ray and they're like, "Hey, they're in Madrid." But they have to steal a cell phone to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a good bit. Yeah, they have to steal a good dude's cell phone to do it, and they see the two, and then Bobby, Doug, and um, Travolta. They all see the Del Fuego's guys, and they're like, "Hey, you want us to rough them up?" It's like, "No, no, no! Don't touch them. Just make sure they stay there. I want, I want their bones to break under my hands." Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So then Bobby comes up, like, "No, no, no." no. Woody, you went up and told them last time. Now it's time for Bobby. Yeah. So then Bobby goes up. He's like, does him the whole speech of like, you touch us, we're going to sue you for everything you have and everything you're going to have. And, and then he thinks it's working. He thinks it's working. So he kicks because the one. the two guys were told they're not allowed to harm them. Yeah. So he kicks one of them in the groin and then he takes a bunch of condiments and then just squirts them on the guy. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he really just out, really just does him up. Yeah, like he really, looked like a couple of little hot dogs. D- d- yeah, yeah. And then he walks away all pr- proud of himself. Right. So, uh, then I think it slapped the bull. Yeah. No, we got the dance scene, but oh, you're right. Yeah, because that's when the Dudley and yeah, Marissa talks but... to Travolta and Tim Allen. He's like, "Hey, wait, your like, wait, your likes me." It's like, "That's great, man." It's like, "Yeah, but she wants me to dance." It's like, "Go dance there." It's like, "I can't go on the dance floor." get a little weird he's like and like well i can show you some moves and mm. then we get the in, the famous john travolta and william h macy teach him how to dance yeah. of course it's amazing and then dudley goes on the dance floor favorite intro ever because he has like the breakaway glasses yeah <laughs> so cool <laughs> walks up to Tomei and just breaks away his glasses puts him down and then gets her to dance and for a while it's good mm-hmm. it's good dancing they're doing pretty well and she's into it he's into it but at one point, I think he slips up and lets her go, and like they bump into some people. And, and he, then 
the boys are all watching this. They're like, oh, God, he's panicking. He's panicking. And he resorts to the sprinkler, sprinkler. move. The sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which he apparently is famous for because that was mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, the sprinkler move. Mm-hmm. And But he, he recovers. He recovers. That's a successful dance. Yeah. And then we basically cut to the next morning, right? Because Kyle Gass is still performing <laughs> like when they come up the next morning. Yes. Um, this man's been going for like 12 straight hours <laughs> up there, seemingly. I think he's still there to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Gass is still up there so going, don't you wish, wish your girlfriend was <coughs> hot like me? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so the slap co- the bull. Yeah, the cops are like, we got we got an activity for you. It's like, what are you guys out here doing this trip for? And they're like, oh, finding myself, conquering fear. It's like, well, if you want to conquer fear, there's only one way to do it here in this town. That's a game we call slap the bull. Like, oh, okay. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do a little bull slap. Let's do some bull slap here. Cut to. uh, They're in a bull ring. So we're really going to slap a bull. And Bobby's like, I thought this was a drinking game, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I just like, oh, you guys wanted to do this. Like, I didn't realize that we'd actually be slapping a bull. (laughs) So then Woody is. Yeah. Yeah. Woody's the one uh, who goes first. Um. So he steps up, he creeps up to the bull. The bull's just like docile, just chilling. And he slaps it on the ass, hightails out. Bull doesn't react, gets out of the other side. And they're like, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good, good, did it. Uh, so then they're all looking at Tim Allen, Doug. And he's like, Doug, you got to get in there and do it, man. So then Doug steps in. And they're like, oh, man, thanks for bringing us out here, dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, we've well, never seen it done a second time. Yeah, it's usually a little bit dangerous now, now that the bull's alert. Alert. <laughs> 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 Slaps the bull. Bull merely turns around and just nails Doug into the air. Mm. Yeah. That was a good physical comedy yeah. bit. Because they all get in the ring and they all kind of. Yeah. yeah. Bobby gets the same treatment, I think. He gets in there. He this gets... is a sentient bull, by the way. Because the bull escapes the pen. And... On its own accord. Oh, that's right. That's on its right. own accord. Because like they lock up the gate and the, it's like a cutaway insert of like a horn. Knocking yeah. over yeah. a gate well, thing. Well, what happens is we cut away to a separate location where Dr. Alan Grant is inexplicably <laughs> in this movie. And he says, as long as they haven't figured out how to open the doors yet. <laughs> and then we cut to the doorknob. You just start hearing John Williams start playing as the doorknob starts turning. The raptor, I mean, the bull walks in the room. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ellie, you just lost the, me there for a second. Ellie, oh, the, okay, I'm The door you. locks. The door locks, locks, and then the raptor's right there. The, the bulls, bulls are right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold it by yourself. It's, it's a, a unique system. system. <laughs> 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 oh, I wonder wow. if we've seen Jurassic Park too many times. <laughs> can you see it too many times? I don't, I, don't think, I don't think so. But one thing that we skipped, which I really liked, because you referenced all the gay humor that probably we wouldn't see in a 2021 remake of yeah wild mm-hmm. hogs but the interaction between buck and earl the two deputies yeah because mm-hmm. earl's got the both ears one of them has both ears buck. the buck has both ears buck has one ear okay earl has both ears and he's always cracking on the dude because he can't hear out of that ear so he's always standing on that yeah. side because that leads to a kind of a funny thing towards yeah. the end of the movie yeah right, a good right. dynamic but then it, it's also it's kind of like the gay humor i mean he's picking on his whatever happened you know this physically the disability disability yeah right mm-hmm. yeah which may not show up in a modern film today right yeah i mean walt becker 
took some chances. <laughs> he sure <laughs> he did. Took some chances or he old thought box. he needed those. T- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we better throw some of this in here just in yeah. case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting, well, Becker's like, what if we did everything? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's exactly right. I mean, well, oh, wait, Dudley, at, Dudley does say it's like, I was only a resort to telling her black jokes. And Bobby's like, which ones? It's like, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I'd forgotten that bit, too, because there's some mm-hmm. of that racial humor as well in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Walt Becker has a fan base um, and a reputation as kind of like a provocateur. Um, he has said his idol is John Waters. Hmm. Um, and put him in an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, <laughs> which is very strange. Uh, so he's out here trying to provoke uh, a rise out of the audience. Yeah. Oh, man. Just an R-rated Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. What if? Alvin! <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about it, I mean, the Dudley-Maggie relationship, that's almost like High Plains Drifter kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's no rape scene in it, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just kind of weird that this guy rolls into town and she's yeah. immediately in love with him. Yeah. Movie yeah. magic. It is movie <laughs> magic. That's yeah. right. Uh, Lucky Dudley. Yeah. yeah. He goes from zero to 100. Zero to he? hero. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And so, uh, yeah, after Bull Slap, I think it's like they're about to leave. And like Travolta is obviously eager to get out. Right. And so he's like, oh, no, guys, we got to go. We got to get out of here. He's like, oh, we want to stay for breakfast or whatever. It's like, why do you want to get out so bad? And then we hear the motorcycles. And that's when all the Del Fuegos come in. Yeah. Like oh shit! He's like I thought we dealt with this guys, and that's when Woody tells like they hide in like a corner, and he tells them all the. He casually reveals he's like, I snipped a few gas lines, and and there might have been an explosion. (laughs) You blew up their part. I might have blown up their part. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) So wait a minute. They're not here. They're here to kill kill us. This is great. So then they take refuge. So then the the Del Fuegos then go to the diner and they're like, Wild Hogs! It's like, you got 30 minutes or we're going to destroy this diner or whatever. So then they're all taking uh, shelter in Maggie's home. Uh, and Dudley, you know, checks in with Maggie and he's and she's like, that, that diner is the only thing I ever had if that gets destroyed. Right. So then, you know, they're all talking about like, just wait in here, wait it out. And that's when we get the cop bit too. Yeah. The, the sheriff where he's like, aren't you supposed to do something in this? It's like, well, the, the bit is good. Cause they're all hiding out of Maggie's house. And it's the three wild hogs, the exception for Volta, who's out, who they said is not allowed inside. Yeah. He's exiled. And so you think it's just the hogs hanging out in there and they just hear a voice and the camera flips the other side and the cops are hiding out in the cops house are as well. There too. Right. And I got, I got my credentials on the internet or something yeah. Yeah, on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> when, when like, I took an online course, online course the shooting, uh, for weapons trading. They told us to play Dune. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. And then they're all like, yeah, we'll just hide it here, wait it out. And then they're like, wait, where's Dudley? Yeah. And then cut to Dudley walking up to the diner with a tire iron. Yeah. Yeah. He, and then my favorite bit, he opens the door and he's like, all right, you Delphway, go. And then the door closes <laughs> the door. On his head. And you can't hear him. <laughs> Classic. Great bit. And he opens the door again and he steps inside. It's like, hey. He's like, this diner belongs to the love of my life. So if we're going to get nasty, let's get crazy. He swings it back, slips out of his hands, shatters the door. Yeah. And they're all laughing at him. He's like, you guys don't mind if I tell them you did that, right? <laughs> so then they tie him up and then they're like, wild hogs, we have your friend here. 
and they have him tied up. And he's like, and if you don't show up in like the next like five minutes, I'm going to break his legs. And then Dudley's like, don't, or no, it's the money. So he said, you're going to pay $40 million, 40,000. It's, it's, it's 10,000 10, 40, for the friend and then 40,000 to rebuild the bar. Right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he's like, pretty if you good don't deal. Bring them yeah, it's not terrible. <laughs> for, to build back the bar for forty thousand dollars, like, <laughs> I think it's gonna take a. That bar was pretty big, right? I yeah, mean, like it was sizable. Yeah, considering like how much the damage it was, yeah. you're gonna have to tear it all back down and build it up in the foundation up. I'm sure there's yeah. like probably some depreciation of the value in the land or whatever. If there's any extra electrical problems, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely gonna be more than forty thousand dollars. Definitely, these spikers aren't doing their math right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like Doug, the dentist could probably pay that off pretty easily, right? I yeah. I feel like he's got 50 they, they could pull together the money. I feel like 50K. He's got 50K stashed somewhere. But they say, we're not going to pay. Right. Well, my, well, then he says, if you don't bring the money, I'm going to break his legs. And then Dudley's like, don't bring the money. I'm a computer programmer. I don't need my legs. And then Ray Little's like, fine. I'll break his hands. <laughs> and Dudley's like, <laughs> Dudley's like, like, all right, shit. yeah, bring the money. Bring the money. Bring the money. <laughs> but our heroes, the hogs. Yes. They're not going to back down. No. They're going to fight. <laughs> so, Enter the golden knight. Yeah. So they form, they form this plan where they're like, I need to get 30 miles an hour so I can snag that duct tape. And he's like, so you guys, we're going to like clear the pathway for me while I go up and grab Dud. And hey, before we go, I need someone to shout, it's the Golden Knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Travolta's well, so kind of haphazardly. He's like, it's the Golden Knight <laughs> over his shoulder. Holy crap, yeah. it's the Golden Knight. And then they veer off and then it's this it, you know, intense, dramatic moment. All the bikes are going up. They're chasing the Defuegos out of the way. And then Tim Allen gets up on his bike, grabs Dudley. But the rope doesn't break. <laughs> and it's zipped off his bike and just sways in the wind. Yeah, and he's like, oh, what do we do now? It's like, the rope was supposed to break. And then I think it did. Yeah, it breaks Almost eventually. immediately after. Yeah, it yeah. breaks after and they fall to the ground. So yeah. then they're all cornered by the Del Fuegos, and they're like, all right, burn down the diner. And he's like, all right, you know what? We're going to settle this like men. We're I think that's when Woody finally steps up. Yeah. Because yeah. he's responsible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they all decide, we're going to fight. <laughs> Stand, uh, uh, Tim Allen, he says it exactly. He's like, we're going to stand here and fight. <laughs> Which is very funny to hear Tim Allen say. <laughs> I love that. Like, you don't expect yeah. Tim Allen to be at the end of your movie back. We're going to fight him. <laughs> and then, you know, I expect... I, expected this to be like throw a few punch i was not expecting like a prolonged action sequence <laughs> yeah because this is a real slugging match it is so like uh tim allen fights ray liotta yeah josh Volta fights some dude yeah and the and music gets pretty dramatic like it's going like hollywood block was like dur, 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 dur. i'm expecting like a choir to buck to break in the right. back <laughs> uh, a, a good bit was like so Dudley's still tied up at this point yes. <laughs> he's like guys do you have a pocket knife or something <laughs> like, get right. me out. so then Dudley and Bobby are sitting side by side and across them is Billy and this Asian smaller Asian guy he's right. all, all close he's like I'll take the big guys and they turn around Dudley's against like the, the Asian guy and a, 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 a stereotype trope for the time this movie is definitely of its time is well, he rips open his shirt and he's right. knows kung fu. And he knows yeah. kung fu. He's, right. He's, he's got, got like a twelve pack, not like, a six pack. pack. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like switch back, switch back, switch back. Yeah. So then the fight begins. I think the the greatest example of that is one of the Transformers movies. I can't remember which one. I think it's the fourth one. Fucking where like they film and they're in Hong Kong, 
and like the bad guys chasing one of the characters and like seemingly every single resident of Hong Kong knows no, martial good. arts. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. the guys like guys are cornered and elevated and the elevator. Everyone's like two guys get out and they start using Kung Fu on the guy. <laughs> like another guy like jumps in and like shuriken kicks him or something. I'm like what? what? Good God. Every, they don't all know this. No. Like, this is a bold assumption. <laughs> So the fight begins and they get their asses kicked at first, but then there's a sliver of moment where they actually kind of kick ass back. Yep. Like Travolta gets a few punches off. Tim Allen gets a few punches off. They're all like making some punches, but then at the end they're all pretty much whooped. They're pretty much whooped. Yeah. So then once again, it's like burn down the diner and then like, no, no, like this is my fault. This is Woody. And he's like taking responsibility for it. Yep. So, and right as it's about to, they're about to do it. Motor, then the town comes yeah, in. Yeah, the town comes first, right, with the bats yeah. and the rakes. So they all come it's in. It's like at, Frankenstein. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, kind of. A pitchfork. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is like the ending of a, of like the Spider-Man movie where New York's like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all. And start throwing cabbages at the Green Goblin. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, essentially what well, you said, Jeff, is like the Spider-Man thing. So the whole town shows up. It's like, well, then we'll, we'll fight the whole town then. And yeah. then... Boots on the ground. A bike turns off. Who shows up? Unbelievable. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. <laughs> right out of Easy Rider. Where did they dig him up? I mean, <laughs> where had he been? I mean, <laughs> cryogenic sleep or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Damien Blade, the guy who was yeah. mentioned earlier in the film by the Del Fuego, shows mm. up and kind of gives a talking to with the Del Fuegos about, like, this is not. This is not biker culture. This is not biker culture. Which, I mean, Tim Allen gave sort of the whole spiel about it before. It's like, I used to want to be like you guys. And I just realized you're all just like, you know, children, basically. Mm. And it's like... Peter Fonda shows up at the gold standard of a biker. Yeah, yeah. No colors. He makes a point. Yeah. It's like, you ever wonder why I ride alone? Because I don't believe what we stand up for anymore. Like... Mm. All that stuff. He comes from the, like, he's literally from easy, but he comes from, like, the easy rider day of, like, the bikers just, like, a symbol of freedom. Just, you know, you're not moored anywhere. You just kind of float around. It's not about being better than anyone else or being intimidating. It's just about living a free life. Yeah, yeah maybe selling some heroin. But yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that. <laughs> a little heroin. There, but... <laughs> a little bit of heroin here and there. Tim Allen's like, wait, we're drug dealing? I don't know. Yeah, Tim Allen's like, I, I still got a few contacts. <laughs> you guys are looking. Wild Hogs, too. <laughs> wild hogs. I was almost in blow. but <laughs> wild, wild Hogs, too, too. Doug's crime, the crimes of Doug. <laughs> just, the cover's just Tim Allen on a motorcycle with a beard, like gun pointed behind him, chased by the DEA. <laughs> oh, we skipped the phone call, right? Doug calling his wife. Yeah, yeah. we skipped oh, that. Wow. It was, it's skippable. Yeah. yeah. It really is. That was kind of weird. In short, Doug has a phone call with his wife, and his wife's like, oh, I'm with uh, uh, Karen, uh, Bobby's wife, and she's excited to hear about the trip. Uh, don't tell her about the uh, road trip. That happened like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, right. Not important. Right. So, yeah, after the fight, then the Delphi goes back down. Happy ending. Town is Peter saved. Fonda convinces Ray Leo to go reevaluate his life. Yeah. Go home well, and rethink because... He's his dad. He's his dad. Yeah. And they've been reunited. <laughs> He's disappointed in what his son and bikers have become. <laughs> and uh, Tim Allen and his ilk are more in line with what he believes biker culture was just guys trying to find some freedom, find some. Uh, That's right. Some adventure. Yeah. They in their were lives. the real bikers. It yeah, turns all out. along. 
So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place like home. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, they're celebrating. It's a happy ending. And then the wives show up. Yes. Which... We we just should two. I mean, no, there's only two in the equation. Yeah, it's just it's just because uh, only two of them are married. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It's Doug and Bobby's wife, which I think we said this before the podcast, but like, how they get there so fast? <laughs> like, they're, in a, they're in like a Cincinnati. Chrysler minivan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they just, I mean, like I've driven from Illinois to Colorado overnight. It's about eighteen hours from like Cleveland, Ohio. No, they were in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, right? Ohio. Wait, too. Let, let me let me clock this. Let, let's clock this. I'm what, clocking it what, right what, now. What is it? I'm gonna Cin- go twenty hours. I'm looking because Maggie's Diner is on Google Maps. Cincinnati, Ohio to Maggie's Diner is a come on. It's a twenty hour, sixteen minute drive. Which means they left nice. immediately after the phone conversation. They had to. Which was the evening before, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's no way. So they, they drove them. through the night. Or they booked a flight and got a rental car, which I don't think is. They had to reserve that minivan if yeah. they did that. I mean, you just don't get a minivan all... <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> in Albuquerque, since since Kirky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that that's exactly what happened. Is the uh, sure. they're like we're gonna drive we're gonna drive from Cincinnati to um Mad- Madrid, and then they realize wait. This is just Albuquerque. <laughs> this is yeah. the, the 30 like, minutes yeah, north. It's like 25 minutes. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, so. They broke the fourth wall and escaped from Cincinnati, Albuquerque. Out of the movie set. Uh, so Bobby makes amends with his wife and like kind of gains the courage to like tell her, hey, chill out, girl. Quit talking at me, he says. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and then Doug is able to like impress his son with the fight thing. Was he there? Yeah, his son was. That was like sort of the consummation of their. So like they all four of them had like their. Well, would you say Woody ever had his like full arc? Because like Doug's arc was to impress his son. Um, uh, Dudley's arc was to like talk to a girl, fall in love, which he did. Bobby's arc was to like stand up to his wife. Yeah. Become a man. Yeah. Wait. Woody's arc is like what? Wait, wait a second. What? What? You're listing out these arcs, and it, Don, something you said. Is this the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> yeah, I made a couple did, references, and I thought, did what? one of them get their courage? Yeah, one of them got a brain and a heart, and one of them got a heart. And what? Because Dudley got a heart because he found love. Maybe Woody clicks his heels and goes back to Doug. Got a brain. Got a brain. Uh, like he um he finally like had his place in life. Wait, no. Doug would be Dorothy. Cause he gets he gets to go home. Woody got a brain. Because he gets perspective. And then Bobby gets courage. And then Doug is Dorothy because he gets to go home to his daughter who na- his son who now is impressed by him. And Damon is Glenda the Good Witch. I guess. I guess Peter Fonda is Glenda the Good Witch. <laughs> Wait, this, this mean, is this making sense to you as it well? Does to it me. is making like, sense, this, this, but I hate it. Did I like did I just realize that Wild Hogs is the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> no wonder Disney agreed to make this film. <laughs> Wizard of Oz, but middle-aged Be- bikers. Because uh they were following the yellow brick road, really. Yeah, they, I mean, they essentially sixty six. They were going to the coast. Yeah, right? they followed the yellow brick road to the west coast, 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. Uh, <laughs> All right, like, so then the trip Stuart continues. Stuart wants to get out of this conversation. They make it to California, and then there's the final gag where they're going through, like, you know, Venice Beach. Uh, they see a bunch of hot girls wearing swimsuits. Dudley gets off course, and Buddy stays on his bike. And they're like, hey, good job, Ricky, good job. And then all three of them get hit by a surfboard, and yeah. the movie's yeah. over. Well, yeah. it's not over. No, it wasn't they're, over. We thought it was we over. We go to credits, and then there's a little TV screen that appears on the side next to the credits. And Stuart, what does it play? Did you remember that when you watched this movie? Yes, I did. I did not remember that. And it, then there it was. The, the The thing on the TV screen is an extreme makeover home edition for the Del Fuego Bar in New Mexico. <laughs> and it's like it's set exactly like an extreme home makeover yeah. commercial, uh, like a show. And, you know, they do the whole move that bus. And then, like, talk about dated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because really, Extreme Makeover was much later when it came. It was not uh, in two thousand and seven, was it? I don't know. I think it was around the same time. Maybe it was because they they've changed the name of the show like to different things right. now, like you know, house subpar home makeover. Yeah, subpar. <laughs> one more Acceptable. reformed drug addict <laughs> doing well. <laughs> yeah. It went from extra extraordinary home makeover to like average home makeover. They're like, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> it's better than what you got now, but <laughs> slightly better. Uh, like it's gonna be less drafty <laughs> we can promise you that yeah i do think this bit is pretty funny though because they do the whole like move that bus thing and the bikers all freak out the new brand new bar it's like a two-story bar mm. with a giant sign this is del fuego's on it and ray leota has like no inter- reaction at all He's and just the host like, you know normally we have like you know re- strong reactions from you know the people we help but ray he was just like really like you know, just generally react. And it cuts to an interview of Ray's like, oh. <laughs> it's like yeah. crying and tearing up basically. Um, but yeah. yeah. Then the movie actually, then ends. the movie actually, ends. well, it ends with all the wild hogs, like left in a, beer, Oh yeah. Cause the wild hogs are up. watching this in their TV in Cincinnati yeah. and they all cheers. And then the movie ends. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the movie. Yeah. That is wild, wild hogs. hogs. Wild hogs. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, how well did this movie do this movie? So this movie actually did really well. Yeah. So this comes out, I, I, I'm a fool. I had X'd out of the page. Normally he has a laptop with him with all this information. I decided to just go, you know, we never told our audience that this is our first like offsite recording episode. Not our first. Are we, are we including the cap Greece? Yeah. yeah. This is our second offsite recording. Our longest yeah. distance travel yes. though, for a recording episode. Dunstan, we drove three all hours today for, for this. Uh, all for you. For this episode, all for you, Don. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, so this movie comes out March second, two thousand seven. Uh, it's a spring release, so it kind of has a monopoly on its week and weekend. Yeah. Right. Sure. Because this is the time of the year where they don't release a lot of movies, especially not big blockbusters. Uh, so something that's able to stand out for a specific market usually does pretty well at this time, um, and this really appealed to like you know, males over 30 or whatever the specific qualification is that they use. Cause that's like 18 to 24 and then whatever beyond that. Yeah. But this movie, um, makes 39.7 million in its opening weekend. Whoa. Which almost is two thirds of the budget. $60 million budget of movie. 
60 i mean that's the stars that's the cast really yeah i mean that's mostly yeah mostly the paycheck yeah um but the the trick this movie does is it has really strong holds every weekend yeah because like, the average movie drops 50 percent it's next weekend like if you made 40 million to first make 20 the next yeah is the general rule of thumb right good movies might make a little less bad movies probably drop a little more yeah uh, this movie only dropped thirty percent its second weekend. Huh. There wasn't much coming out around that time. It was it hit a specific niche that is the kind where like they'll wait for the second weekend to go yeah. see a movie. The like a rule of thumb is like younger moviegoers go opening weekend, older moviegoers will like stagger out through time. Yeah. And so this movie did really well every weekend, ended up making hundred and sixty eight million in, in the US, two hundred and fifty three worldwide. Uh, what was the budget again? Over a sixty million dollar budget. So that's Almost four four point five times the budget. Yeah, which is a huge success. Disney was very happy with this movie. Yeah, it was Travolta's first film since The General's Daughter to make over a hundred million dollars. Wow! So it had been eight years since a, a success for him. No way. A financial success. Wow. For John Travolta. I'll be darned. Yeah. So this is the this is basically the one that kind of he sees as his comeback vehicle, which is why he works with Becker again in Old Dogs coming up. Now, it's great to hear that how well it did uh, commercial, uh, commercially. Critically, though, critically, this movie didn't do great. Um, it basically got you. It basically got a lot of reviews. They're like, if you know what you're getting in for, there's some enjoyment to be had. But the movie's too like crass for the average critic or film goer. Yeah, was the was the basic right. template, which I don't inherently disagree with, even though I did enjoy this movie. Yeah. Like I understand this is this is for a specific market. Yeah. And I think that Mark is very pleased with it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Well, Just good, wholesome fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You didn't have to think too hard. Yeah. It was nominated for a People's Choice Award for the category Favorite Movie Comedy. Oh, there's actually one thing I do want to talk about with this movie. Okay. This movie comes out. Um, it is Disney is sued the week after it comes out by the Hells Angels, <laughs> who believes... <laughs> That this movie uh, defames their character, defames their character, (laughs) and uses their copyrighted logo. (laughs) Oh my god! I did not know that. Um, The lawsuit is dismissed, (laughs) but very quickly. But there was an attempt by the Hell's Angels to have this uh, this production shut down (laughs) due to uh, defaming their character and using their uh, their copyrighted material. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Mm Uh, big impact of this movie, though, is that Maggie's Diner, which was renovated for this film, still in operation today. Yeah. But not as a diner. It is a gift shop exclusively of Wild Hogs paraphernalia. I'm bringing some home off this road trip. <laughs> I am going to. <laughs> Jeff, when are we going? To the audience at home, you might have a little a special episode dropping for you in a few months if we, uh, we get the gusto for it, which I think we will. We're going to get the gusto for it. Road trip? Road trip. You folks might have a little special episode coming for you. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, I said to Stuart, it's only funny if we drive there, only go to Maggie's Diner, and then come back. Right. If we do anything else on the trip, it's not funny anymore. Because now it's just like, we're, yeah, we're doing this podcast thing on the trip. No, we, this needs to be like, we drive there, go in, buy a Wild Hogs t-shirt, get out. <laughs> come back. That's the, that's the only way it's funny. I'm down. I'm game. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I don't know how far I'll be from there. I bet I can swing through there somehow or another. It's yeah. uh, about twenty-five minutes north of Albuquerque. Okay, 
Yeah. So about halfway to. Uh, hmm. I just forgot the. Wow, that's crazy. So, uh, overall concluding thoughts. Oh, oh, I forgot. A sequel to this movie was planned, which we have to talk about because it was not made. Yeah. But they were planning to make a sequel that was going to be called Wild Hogs 2 Bachelor Ride. Oh, Dudley uh, gets married. The plan was that it would be released in 2010, um, and it would film in 2009. The problem was Old Dogs comes out. A movie we're going to talk about in a few weeks. Yeah. Old Dogs is a colossal flop that we talked about. Um, we will talk about. And it, that we will talk about. That's right. We definitely haven't recorded that episode already. Um, that Disney cancels their next Travolta and Robin Williams vehicles they had planned. Because they don't know if they can continue keeping them in these expensive comedies if they're going to make money. Yeah. Because their, their plan was like right around this time, the new regime at Disney, because Bob Iger had just come in and whatnot, mm-hmm. is... They want to kind of have, you know, the temple structure that they work with now, where it's like, there's a Marvel movie, a Star Wars movie, an animated movie, a Pixar movie. They just kind of work with, like, a structure. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have, like, you know, a Disney comedy every year. And this was the beginning of that, getting into the Travolta business, getting into the Robin Williams business again with live action. And after Old Dog doesn't work, that's the end of the Travolta experiment, and they stop working with Robin Williams as, like, a comedy leading man. Which is sad. Yeah. Um... But Travolta, you know, he does his three Disney movies, and then he's he's donezo with them. And we talk about where he goes next when we get there in a few weeks. Mm, it's not a good mm. place. But this not a good place. almost saved his career, and then uh, Old Dogs once again buried it. Commercially. Commercially. Critically, it, it yeah. <laughs> Critically. It had already been dead a while. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess in terms of just my overall thoughts, I mean, just remembering this movie as a kid watching it again, I was reminded of a lot of things that I remember finding funny. Uh, some bits I did continue to find funny. Some bits I thought, well, that's a little dated, <laughs> uh, but it was a good uh, revisitation of it. Cause I, I think I appreciate what this movie does in the sense of bringing four very, um, likable actors together to do nothing but be likable and goofy with each other uh, particularly with Tim Allen Travolta William H. Macy and Lawrence I mean just all four of them uh, all very likable personalities and to bring them all, all four into one movie as like a bunch of biker dads is I don't know what else you could do to make it to, mm. you know bank on that even more yeah because it's just you know they very they play very well with their chemistry um, and that's really all you're really getting in for in this movie yeah. it's just to watch four lovable likable goofy guys have good chemistry on a road trip yeah. together that's so. the movie and i think your point early on was is that people would see a trailer or whatever and you go oh and then you see who's in it yeah like, oh yeah i might go see. i yeah. like that guy those, or i like that guy or he's I like, funny I like some of those guys they got they seem like they got yeah. good chemistry that's all, that looks like something i could watch yeah 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 so it was I, a, I realized when i watched it recent just the other night that I've definitely passed that point in my life where I'm like, you know, that uncomfortable mid forties or whatever those guys were. Yeah. But we all, all of us get there at some point in time yeah. and kind of reflect, you know, especially married with children, the guys that were married and had kids because your life, you know, just totally changes then because mm-hmm. now the, you're no longer the focus of yeah. the universe. 
up to that point you think you are the center of the universe but then you have children and you realize no you're not really yeah. this was your job you did it get out of the way mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's why those guys well, yeah. certainly Doug felt that way he had no more meaning it was yeah. about his kid they only had this trip to reflect and kind of find new meaning yeah right and to re- rediscover themselves mm-hmm. and yeah. they get back to Kansas <laughs> yes they do <laughs> Stop. Don't look no at me like that, like Stop it. Don't I'm just saying. It's I get the... it. It's a Wizard of Oz thing. Okay. I pre- <laughs> look, it's just very funny to me that this I... movie about four like middle-aged bikers starring Tim Allen and John Travolta is a, is a Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Cowardly Lion. The Tin Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Woody has it to be It matches up man. so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've ruined the film. And if you want to really get into it, Woody is uh, a scarecrow made of straw and wood. <laughs> Hence the name. I think. I think. I hate that you're he's, I think at he's going to kill me if I keep this going. I, yeah, yeah. I think you should wrap it yeah. up, Jeff. Well, thank you, folks, for listening to another episode. Rolling Don, thank you so much for joining us this thank week. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. This was a good time. Um, make sure to tune in next week for our episode on hairspray. Next week is hairspray. No way, hairspray. I believe next, next week. week is hairspray. Wow. I'm going to confirm this right now. Just because that is a yes. big, next week, big. folks, join us for hairspray, uh, where we get to meet Edna Turnblad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. Dad's making a face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're talking to cross-dressing John Travolta, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I may sure watch that just for the fun of it, and then tune in to the podcast. It's got uh, Christopher Walken in it. Uh, um, but uh, please remember, <laughs> I gotta remember my spiel. I don't have it written down. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. As a reminder, you can find us at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram. Email us, TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. You would be the first. <laughs> we <laughs> find me Reddit. on Twitter, at Jeff W. Sweeney. Uh, find me on Instagram, at Stuart185. Uh, Don, you have anything you want to plug? I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Copy that. So thanks, as always, to Michael Van Bodegum-Smith for our theme music and Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design. And Nicole for our social media. Yes. Bye.